Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Wednesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Oregon, the Rock of Talk at AM 1600, KIVA, FM, rockoftalk.com. Here on this hump day here with you, uh, D. Muska, joining me from across the valley, it's a uh, cloudy valley, that is. Uh, boy, look at these clouds. Is it is summer over? Just the end of summer? Uh, we'll uh, see that. Uh, don't forget, Rogue TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Citrus SoundCloud and Spotify. And da, 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 da. It's another day, folks. Uh, here we are, and uh, you know we got so many things wrong. I will, or so many things right, and we hardly get things uh, wrong. And I got to say, uh, when you know what, you know what happens when you're right, and you know what the result of being right is. Dow, do you happen, do you happen to know what the result of being right is? So, what what happens to you when you get when, when you're right about things? Oh, uh, I'm Eddie. I'm very sorry. I'm dealing with like multiple crises today. I just oh, found okay. out a dear friend of mine is getting a divorce. Oh, okay. Oh, so, he's falling okay. into a major you know, depression. You know, the solution for a divorce is don't get married. Uh, what, what else? Oh boy, I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, normally I'm prepared, but holy cow, this one's hit me like a brick. All right. Oh. Well, so the question is, you, 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 you focus on that, and if you want to. <laughs> No, I'm totally good. No, I just met my deadline 15 minutes ago for today's content. I've been in it. It's been going all out, and now I why just don't found you, out. Why don't you take the day off today? And I'll, I'll no, be no I'm a professional. I, I do not okay. take days off. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm here. Right. I just closed out my Microsoft Outlook account. I can't even read my email. Anyway, uh, back to what you were saying, Eddie. Uh, if you so want to repeat the question. Yeah, so there's a lesson right there that's important, um, which is don't open your email. Uh, I will no, tell you. No, never. I, I open my email once a day in the morning and whatever got in it, you know, overnight or eight o'clock, that's about it. You know? yeah. And uh, if it's but Eddie, I've call, heard that from, from professional organizers that, that, that yeah. you're not kidding. It's a good idea. One email check a day, because if you're doing it throughout the day, the, the distractions just endlessly pile up. Well, um, there be, it also becomes an OCD thing and it becomes where you're constantly like, before I leave the, the room, I'm turning the lights on and off multiple times you know, like weird stuff. You start creating behaviors and technology has a thing about doing that. I'm not on any social media. I don't feel compelled to keep up with anybody. I just I live my life. You know, I'm helping with my, my, my children with their homework before the show. Um, he needs to really improve on his uh, kilos and Millie and Senti. And I'm really trying to teach him all that, which is uh, super important. I can, I was showing him how I could do everything like on my little, you know, Timex Skyhawk watch that i have that i can do ratios and division and such like most people don't know what to do with their watch like literally have you seen these guys who walk around it's like oh check out how cool my watch is like you don't even know what a tachometer is i bet you don't know how to use it and you know someone's trying to prove like i love it because you can always you know can always go to like some other topic whenever you're arguing with somebody and they're totally wrong on something i said um, okay you know uh how hot was it today bet you i know that you don't um you know uh, how many days has it rained last? Uh, how many you know, top, like we covered yesterday, how many uh, stock market days? So the top 20 of those were it during Donald Trump's era. Like little things like that. It's like, I'm, I got over on you. Same thing for the watch. I was pointing out in the same, uh, on the watch and like, here's the dial. Here it is. And I know more about what a watch does than anybody. I can measure gallons. I know I can calculate distances all by just swinging this little dial around. Now, let me say what, what, what that gets you by being right. That zero. Nobody cares if you're right anymore about anything. 
facts don't care about your feelings and people who feel don't care about facts. When I am depressed, it's because we can get absolutely everything right. We can, every single day, we can come to you prepared. We can do the data. We can do, and it means to a dwindling number of people, dwindling number of people, okay? This whole last four years that we've had with Michelle Lujan Grisham, it doesn't matter. She could have openly killed somebody in the middle of the street. And honestly, you heard the death sentence yesterday, text of the year, Rem Desivere plus event is a death sentence for four or five people from an ICU nurse. You know what that gets you? It gets you hated. They try to get you to shut up. They don't care if you're right anymore. Nobody cares. You are shunned. You are spat upon. You are disliked. You are ridiculed. You are made fun of because you decided to go ahead and follow smarts. We have a huge mental illness here in this country. And, and the mental illness is I just want to rebel for no apparent reason. Rebel against my dad, my mom, authorities. And, you know, it's literally taken over all of society. When you get the results of this particular election this year, do not be disappointed, okay? It is not going to come out the way that you think it's going to come out. We can sit here and be right about everything all the time, but you'd rather watch fake news and you would rather have people tell you things that you want to believe as opposed to get these stories with the real facts in it. You will change the narrative in order to tell yourself to make you feel better. Everything in this world is an affirmation of your existence until you are non-existent. Or the irony of all this is the fact that it is an affirmation of who you are, completely supersedes every single thing about you, your id, your ego, and your super id. You are gone. You do not exist. You do not matter. You are but a blip. You are nothing more than a small marble on a Chinese checkerboard of history, folks, that's moved one too many times. I don't mind telling you this. We could continue to usher out. You want to hear people make jokes. I literally read you useless information. And yesterday was a fine show. But coming onto the air to tell you what we have already told you umpteen times doesn't do anything for me. If we told you not to do something and you did it, and you decided to continue doing the very thing we told you not to do, that is your choice, and I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my energy, and if you'd rather listen to a T.J. Trout or if you'd rather listen to, you know, the same conservative talkers talk about the same, like, it's boring. It is boring. Every single day, the same guys talking about the same stuff, still complaining and bitching and moaning about Hunter Biden. Guess what? Nothing's going to happen. I was talking about it two and a half years ago. Nothing is going to happen. At some particular point, you have to realize the futility and the absurdity of what you're doing. And that will drive you into depression. And also it will drive you to, hey, you know what? I need to change a different course of action. I need to decide to do different things. I'm going to have my agenda. I don't need to read what the newspaper says. I don't need to listen to whatever, whoever else is setting the table. You ever notice that when you go to dinner with somebody, whoever sets the table, the way the setup, what are we eating? Oh, I never know what we're eating. They sort of dictate everything else that goes on. There's a huge, large, control. same difference or same thing with, with the news media. 
They decide what you eat, how you eat it, and what portions and at what time, and it's all lined out for you. You have no control. At some point, that should bother you. I get made fun of because I get involved in politics. I get made fun of because I decide to try and fight back and do something. And then I get ridiculed. I get made fun of. I'm the person that gets poked and all of these other things. You know what? I don't care because I can live with myself. And at least I knew what I did for my kids. That's the important takeaway in all of this. For those of you who decided not to back a Republican or back me during the mayorship or back and you said you wanted to change, folks, let me assure you, you are the problem. If you decided not to become actively involved, and I'm seeing it all over again, the same charade every cycle. And guess who's making money? The political consultants who say they want to win, but they don't. The political uh, advocates, the ones who run nonprofit organizations and the people who are out there who are peddling this and that, and they're really fighting back and, oh, look, we're going to get together. and do You're doing nothing. We do the grind every single day. I'm beginning to wonder why. 550-5500. It's 550-5500. I got to sign up on some homework here, D-Dowd Musk. I'll be doing that with that's what I'll be doing with my break. You know what matters? Kids. Exclusive. Give it to me now. here in the Kiva. Well, I want to get back to this whole thing about uh, our new culture here in the state of New Mexico, which is pot smoking. Uh, it really, it, I wanted to get back to it. I mean, you guys like drugs so much. You're all, uh, the whole, the state of New Mexico is just nothing but gay backs pot smokers. I mean, I really feel like that. I, I think everyone's either drunk or high on the road. I, I really do. I'm just like, there's another idiot. Well, how, how come he's driving like that? How come he's making these decisions? I mean, like, they're, they're either high or they're drunk and they've got nothing to do and every other person doesn't work in the state of New Mexico. And then there's this whole big woke push. Everyone's gay, everyone's transgender, everyone's everyone's got their new agenda, right? And and it's all about like now the state of New Mexico, the state of Albuquerque has asked everybody to go back to work at this point. Like, well, oh, well, what are we going to do? Uh, you're going to go to work. No. Well, they're going to figure out more ways to get out. So I started looking at this data and it was really interesting. It says, uh, <clears throat> what percentage of Americans smoke marijuana? <laughs> This is just the smokers. This isn't those who are ingesting it. We need to disaggregate that by state because I'm sure some states are very high and other states are rather low. You live in the stupidest state in the entire country. Do you realize how intelligent or unintelligent the people of New Mexico are? Like this is literally the stupidest state by far. It's not even close. I can't even believe that I'm from this place. I'm like, I'm not, I don't know these people. I don't have anything to do with them. You know, I take my kids to their school. We, we come out as like, I, I just like half of the people that are here because I know they're liberals. You know, I dislike liberals. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm entitled to my opinion. They hate conservatives. They hate Donald Trump. They hate me. I don't care. Okay. Americans reported marijuana smoking has more than doubled since 2013. Guess what? It's about to triple in the state of New Mexico. I'd say every other person smokes or uses marijuana. 
Half of adults say they have at least tried marijuana, 48%. Well, here's the new message, okay? Remember, I'm not sending my kids out for Halloween. They're not going to go and get any of the the stuff that's being handed out because I know it's going to be laced with something at some point, at some point, at some time, right? Fentanyl, something to get them hooked, addicted to a new high because the cartel's got to make money. And your dumbass governor is never going to prevent that from happening. And, you know, even the new governor probably is going to be okay with legalizing it, to be quite honest. It's those, those circles, right? Men, 18%. Women, 40%. Report smoking ma- marijuana daily. But smoking varies across other demographic groups. Okay. Like this. Among young adults aged 18 to 34, 3 in 10 say they smoke marijuana. 30%. But reported use is about half of that among adults. 16%, 35 to 54. Like I, I can't believe there's 16% of the population that smokes marijuana. That, that just floors me. I see that and depression just sets in for me. I'm like, nobody cares. Like, you're, if you're smoking a J, whatever you're doing, you know, you don't care about your future. Don't try to act like you do. Don't act like you have ambition or you're trying to do something with your life. Like, don't. Don't pretend. Just just, just check it in and say you're good with getting your check from the government. I'm, I'm totally good. If That's at least being honest, right? You guys are, uh, you pot smokers, you're, you're literally the worst people there is. I can't think of anybody worse than people who use drugs. I can't, okay? I, re- I really cannot, okay? I, I used to not care whether or not people use drugs. I don't believe you deserve rehabilitation. I believe that you should definitely have your, your bank accounts cleaned out. I believe that you guys should be castigated out of society in every way, shape, and form. Like, I believe this. Why? Because I see you all over the place making a wreck of yourself and making a wreck of other people around you, and you don't care. What you care about is your addiction, and you're never going to be able to beat your addiction, ever. And you are addicted to marijuana if you're a daily user. We have 470 different dispensaries that are around in the state of New Mexico, right? Like, how does that happen? What, what, what made it such a, a, a the fastest-growing business in the entire state? Like, why aren't you just striking it up over at uh, M2Cheese, right? I'm sure they'd be good with that. They have their drag shows over there. Why not just uh, go ahead and do the pot smoking as well? If you're going to ruin everything about New Mexico, like at least hit the accelerator. Like go as fast as you can so we can just get to the end of your reared behavior. College graduates are about as likely as those without a college degree to smoke marijuana. What? I mean, this is the end of this country. This country is over, folks. Put a stamp on it. Find the tombstone. End it now. With the inane talk that happens with conservatives every day in the same talking point. What about Hunter Biden? What about Hunter Biden? I don't care about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is love celebrated by the left, and they love the fact that he's getting away with it, and he's drawing, and he's hanging out in his dad's basement or hanging on to his coattails. And guess what? He's got a degree from Yale. And he's privileged and entrenched in all the corruption. And that's all it takes, folks. You get to be that guy. Everybody wants to be that guy, right? Hunter Biden. I just watched that book, that uh, movie. You should definitely watch it. It's still free on Rumble, right? The Hunter, my son, Hunter. 550-5500. Caller, you are in the Kiva. Go ahead. I feel like ranting all day today. <laughs> I feel like ranting all day today, too. Hi, Eddie. How's it going? Oh, well, you, you're you're getting it right now. It's It could be a lot better. <laughs> I can't even drive to the school and drive back here without just seeing people who don't know how to just negotiate just the bare bones basics. 
Like if you're in the fast lane and you're driving slow, get out of the way. No, they can't do it. And if you in any way antagonize, I mean, you know, they're either high or drunk, right? So you're on the road with them. And if you, if you cut them off and they're going slow, they'll, they, they got time to waste time to burn. They'll do whatever. They will chase you down. It's like, well, weren't you just going 55 in a, when the rest of traffic is going 75 and all of a sudden you've got a problem with me because I got in front of you. Like people just got time and energy to, anyway, go ahead. Absolutely. Hey, I just wanted to share some observations with you um, from today. Um, number one, I got a text from my brother with a photo of uh, some graffiti at the train station in Santa Fe, and it shows um, Epstein is alive and living at Zorro Ranch. Probably, so. right? Yeah, probably. I think that's yeah, that's probably what's happening. We don't care. I mean, the attorney general is not going to prosecute. That doesn't matter how many people I talk to at the ranch, uh, what information I have or whatever. Like, yeah, probably. I mean, you know, they probably put it up on the market and they say, well, you know, Epstein, we're going to go ahead and come and tour it. Uh, go into your one of your four bedrooms in the 33,333 square foot house. Like, yeah, it's never seized. Nobody can get in. There's still people who are manning uh, the ranch right there. Uh, probably. Yeah, I think that's a, that, that, that's a good guess. And there was no hard verification that, that it was indeed Epstein coming out of it. What are you saying? Are you a conspiracy theorist? No. Uh, trust me. <laughs> Occam's razor. All right. What else? Absolutely. Yeah, he's probably getting Grubhub and then, like you said, hiding out when they bring people in to look at it. Grubhub um, from a high drunk Grubhub driver who doesn't, they don't drug test. Did you know Uber does not drug test their drivers? Wow. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Uber and Lyft, they accommodate, right? And if you mm -hmm. talk and ask your driver, like, this is how scary the world is at this point. Think about this. Your driver is not getting drug tested, and you're paying a premium for that person to drive you someplace, okay? Understand that. All right, uh, continue. Understood. Um, now you've got me off on a tangent. When I was in Chicago in June, I tried to get an Uber from my hostel to the train station. Uh, the Uber driver would not pick me up because he was picking up his pot at the dispensary, and it would have been an inconvenience there you to go. get me. He wanted me to walk eight blocks to meet him at the dispensary. There you go. I, I canceled the Uber and got a ride with a cop, which was much cooler. So, um, <laughs> your, 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 your cops aren't drug tested either. As I told you yesterday, right. You know, that there's right? you know, half of APD is smoking pot, right? Absolutely. Yeah. They're smoking pot. They're unionized. They're a public union. They get as much as they want. They don't care. They don't, they don't care. Absolutely. I, they do not care. So, um, and just to bring up a little Vax update, uh, we've had people coming through the door all day long, lined up at the front door. Oh, yeah. Probably, probably a hundred have come to get the, the oh. latest booster. Oh yeah. Got to get the boot. Got to get the shot. Got to get the dip tet, honey. You know, you got to get it right. Cause that entitles <laughs> you. Not only that you identify yourself as a, uh, a, a vote. It doesn't matter what the science is. Someone's having, you know, they actually want uh, sort of the um, uh, side effects because if they say they took the booster, they get some off of work, off of school, off of whatever. Plus now they're the ones who can quote unquote uh, feel like they're connected. They feel like they belong. You know, that's what it's all about uh, uh, for them. And then let's, let's just say these people never read. They have no idea. They'll, they do what they're told all the time. So I, I'm not surprised to see that despite all of the information that we have to the contrary. Absolutely. Neither am I. And it's, it's kind of funny and it's also kind of sad. And 
all all three of my brothers are triple vaxxed and your brothers are idiots walk- your brothers are total they morons are. they are and they're all stop, walking stop. dead yeah yeah see there's the zombie they're either drugged right or they're vaxxed which is basically the same thing they're zombies they're just human guinea pigs like try the pot on me try the new thc levels try the vax on me try whatever hey what does it get me well you know they're going to ask you, the government's going to ask you, and then you get all the bennies and all the, you know, what, whatever the government wants to go ahead and get you. So what, you have three brothers, huh? I do. And a sister. Are they gay? Uh, uh, well, one of them is, and he's also... Has he ever had a girlfriend? Uh, yes, he was married. And oh, had he was married. Girlfriend. Oh, funny. That's kind of a thing that's going around, huh? Isn't that kind of strange? How he was gay and, oh, we can't be born gay, but suddenly he just became gay after after he was married, right? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. this is, um, I don't mean to take a whole show. No, 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 no. I, I want to get back to this when, when we return. I want to pick it up from there because I want to talk about the LGBTQ community. They're the largest pot smoking community that's out there. Really? I think it's a t- oh, yeah. Tobacco okay. marijuana use among California lesbian gay differences in 30 day marijuana use by sexual orientation. We've got all the data right here, folks. It's it's right here. What percentage of Americans smoke wanna top health issues for LGBTQ population? Uh, uh, let's see. Thrill seeking sensation seeking by uh, homosexuals. NCBI uh, putting this out way back in 2009, talking about the patterns of smoke substances, cigarettes, marijuana among heterosexual gays, lesbians and bisexual they want to be treated differently. They want to go ahead and, you know, identify differently. I think we should go ahead and identify them also by their habits in addition to their sexual proclivities. 429, back in three. Thanks for listening. my judgment it's your bible so um you pick up your bible i'm christian i'm this i'm that well i mean look we got uh, all you have to do is uh, google it real quick and here's seven biblical passages used to condemn homosexuality um noah and ham genesis 9 20 through 27 sodom and gomorrah genesis 19 1 through 11 i mean if you read the bible that is i, I know you i know some of you guys who don't read the bible still claim to be christian but you, you can't read a bible or you can't claim to be christian and not read a bible at this point Levitical laws condemning same-sex relationships, Leviticus 18, 22, and 2013. Two words in two Second Testament vice, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, 1 Timothy 1, 10, and Paul's letter to the Romans, Romans 1, 26 through 27. Um, and uh, they are all in there. Also, uh, Genesis 9, 20 through 27 describes rape or attempted rape, uh, cultic prosecution. Uh, our caller, actually, uh, she called me earlier today, and she said, oh, I'm really sorry to hear about you know, what happened to you as a child. Yeah, it was five boys. And that was my first. Um, and I, I, I feel like I need to talk about it. And uh, I think, uh, Anne, uh, I really want to thank you for, for calling in and not to be so judgmental, but you know, it's not my judgment. It's the judgment that comes from, you know, the people that profess to believe in their Bibles or profess to believe, you know, Judeo-Christian and all that. So tell me more of this uh, story, how your brother became, uh, quote unquote, homosexual. Okay, he um, was married. He had two sons. He was in the Navy. Um, Does he talk to his sons? Yes, yeah. Does he have a good relationship with them? He does. Okay. Are his sons gay? I don't think they are. Okay. 
What do they think so, about him being homosexual? Uh, they uh, they say that they're good with it. Um, <laughs> I mean, what else? It's not like they have a choice. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I doubt they're stripping down in front of their dad, right? I mean, there's two boys, right? I mean, I, let's, I let's, 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 let's lay it out here. I think we should absolutely lay it out here. If you knew that your dad was homosexual and you decided, well, you know, it's, it's totally fine. Because my kids, they run naked all the time around me. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, like, <laughs> you're not. Little boys are very anything. comfortable with that. Very comfortable. Oh, yeah. It's just like, like, they're not worried about anything. They, they, my they nephew do. got a big kick out of it when he was their age. <laughs> yeah. It's just what, what you do. It's like, it's, but I, when, when you get older, it's like, you're not going to be around when I, hey, we're going to, we're going to go jump in the pool. It's like, dad's gay. Is dad checking right. me out? Is dad like, oh, did dad just look at my ass? Like, seriously, it kind of gets a little weird, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. I, I don't believe they stripped down in front of their dad. No, no. Um, but I mean, as a boy, maybe they did. And, you know, honestly, that would bring in questions like, you know, they're not going to have a memory before the age of, of, of five or six unless something happens. So, you know. <clears throat> it does come up in probably in their heads that maybe dad wasn't as uh <clears throat> anyway without being too too descriptive you know going into my uh, arena which i don't care to revisit at this point maybe he wasn't always as uh good as a father as he could have been let's put it that way absolutely and it's um i you know little boys run around naked that's <laughs> that's what we do absolutely yeah so. i mean i mean and imagine like how would the mother be knowing how how is, was his ex-wife is his ex-wife still friends with him i mean sort i'm friends of. with my exes yeah. but i mean i'm just just throwing that out there is he, he is is he wait, oh by the way as a gay man is he uh, the he or the she in his gay male homosexual relationship I'm not sure because it's gotten more complicated. Oh, um, okay. Just depending upon like what he's feeling at the time or something. Then just gay in the last several days. Oh, wow. Um, What's going on? So anyhow, I first heard about this a couple of years ago when he texted me, sent me a couple of photos and said, you know, and I really, really like to wear dresses and sent some photos of himself. He likes to wear dresses. So he sent you photos. I got to sit down for this. <laughs> I'm now <laughs> sitting down. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> okay. Wait, your brother sent you texts, uh, texts of him cross-dressing. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And, and uh, um, were, were you approving? Did you say, well, he's, he would look good as a woman. He, he's actually a very attractive woman. I, oh, wow. um, I, he, he makes me feel not so pretty. <laughs> okay. I mean, is he very proud of that? He is. He is. Okay. Um, how, how do, how do his sons feel about his cross-dressing? I, I assume they're, they, they don't know. Oh, oh they didn't I, know. I don't think they knew. Oh, they don't um, know, but, but, but sister knows. Yes. The kids don't. Knows. So, so he's separated. So he's lying about his life. He's, he's living a giant lie in his life. Okay. So Absolutely. homosexuals by and large generally are liars. We know that to be true. They had to hide, they had to hide their homosexuality most of their life for the shame. And remember it's a choice folks. You're not born homosexual. Okay. So this is very interesting. Right. Um, I, you, he was married before, right? I'm sure at some point uh, he, he and his wife were probably when they were on good terms, they seemed like they had a healthy relationship. Yes, they did. Hmm. They until, really did. until when? 
until um, his wife came home and found him dressed up in one of her dresses and wearing his makeup. Um, and he looked much more attractive than she did. And uh, they were subsequently divorced. Oh. Um, he then took up with, um, he, whatever you want to call it, he came out of the closet, I guess, and it has been living with another man for the last several years. They seem to have a good relationship. By, by good, you mean they both live their life as liars, uh, pot-smoking liars uh, who were thrill-seeking. Thrill-seeking, pot-smoking, uh, debauched, uh, disgusting creatures, basically is what you're saying, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do they know the they're going, do they know they're going to hell? Do they know it? Does he know? Does he come out? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a cross-dressing freak. Yes, I think he does. Good. Well, at least and, he knows. Um, that's, that's an honest way to live your life. That's good. It is. And his boyfriend is the one who cheated on him with a Catholic priest. Oh, um, okay. So, so um, but anyhow, the whole <laughs> saga stuff. Just, just oh. in case... Just in case you don't think this is good radio, this is this is riveting radio. Just just in case you feel like I'm the I'm the subject here. No, I'm not the subject. I'm I'm I I know a little bit the, about this, but but go on. I feel like we're in, a, in almost confession. Continue. Yes, but wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> um, in the, a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, he sent a group text to. Uh, he likes. The, I bet, I bet he likes groups. He, um, yeah, he does. Oh, he does. yeah. Yeah, I bet he does. He, he does. He's living um, with other men he, for economic benefits, uh, certainly not because of the exclusivity of a homosexual relationship, right? Uh, no, no mm. not at all. Mm. He, was very, so, he was very forgiving of his quote-unquote partner, right, who, is, yeah. uh, who cheated with a Catholic priest. Catholic, folks. Catholic. Mm -hmm. Catholic. Absolutely. Catholic, folks. Absolutely. So, um, yes, he was very forgiving. I, they probably oh. went to confession. They probably the went to confession priest. together. They probably took a little yeah. longer in the in the uh, in in in, <laughs> in the confessional. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell your brother you're having fun at his 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 expense at, at his expense for his disgusting, debauched life. Absolutely, I'll let him know that. Yeah, let him and know. So, and so it um, it notched it notched up. It went up a level in the last couple of weeks when he yeah, when you when your thrill seeking doesn't kick up kick it up hot you know hot enough when it's just not doing it for you you know these homosexuals they like to gear it up they like they, they like to amp it up so this is kind of what mm -hmm. they do so that's what he's he's doing no doubt right I mean he's got to amp it up it's not getting as much of that thrill seeking that he was getting after after originally coming out of the closet and getting noticed. Uh, when he was growing up, uh, did anybody pay attention to him? I don't think so. Um, he. Oh, um, wow. Another characteristic of a homosexual. Yes, homosexuals, by and large, were forgotten or middle children or people who needed to go ahead and bed. Wasn't getting any attention, folks. I'm literally coming through a profile by one of this very thing. And, folks, all this stuff is scientifically proven of people and traits and gay characteristics in the homosexual community. Just letting you know. That's why they come out and live out loud all of a sudden oh he poor little timmy he hardly ever talked he never said anything he didn't he, he didn't have any friends and all of a sudden it's raining man hallelujah like 19 <laughs> years old right is that is that about right did i sum up his life yeah pretty well yeah very well 
So um, we, he showed up about 10, 10 years later than the rest of us. Um, so I was. Um, what do you mean showed up? He was born. I'm sorry. He was born about um, 10 years after I was born. So I was in middle school, high school. We were all up at school. And so he pretty much grew up with my mom, which. Um, Only a mother figure. Where was your dad? My dad, um, my dad was a very good man, but he traveled for work and uh, was was not really. Hmm? Did he hit the bottle? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, in absentia, father, alcoholic. Absolutely, and total alcoholic, schizophrenic mother. So wow, um, like yeah. it's like we're just so, writing this. Do you think? Uh, do you think Bible verses can could have saved your dad? Do you think Bible verses could have saved your brother? Uh, I I honestly don't know. Um, I would say no. Uh, there's zero uh, zero chance. Yeah. So once you um, develop that appetite, we're going to pick it up there when we, when we return, I really appreciate you mm -hmm. sharing all this information and uh, this is going somewhere and this is going to feed me for about the next hour. And I appreciate those people who picked up and decided to text me yesterday and didn't realize that, yeah, Eddie's first almost uh, first experience, uh, first sexual experience was a homosexual one. And so I'm sharing that since I pointed that out uh, when I was six years old and raped by a gang of young boys. So Yep, there he is, folks. Uh, hey, we live in the land of enchantment. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. I just got charged $341 after signing up for a basic membership from the Albuquerque Business Journal. $341.25. Uh, tax was $1625. The sale amount is $325. For the business journals to read press releases. That's all that is, Dowd. Like the whole thing is just uh, Albuquerque business first. It's just press releases. As your colleague and most, more importantly, as your friend, Eddie, I would say cancel <laughs> that subscription. <laughs> well, I can't cancel now. They ran my card. I just oh. looked through my emails here. And as, as of uh, 3.46 p.m., Albuquerque ACBJ <laughs> yeah, charged me uh, $325. <clears throat> there it is. That's, that's what we pay for. Remember that guy that I did that ridiculous interview with, uh, Robert Antonellis, the one that said, uh, he called me today. He's like, Eddie, Eddie, that was, a, that was a great interview you and I did over at CPAC. Remember I told you about how Donald Trump could be restored to power? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I literally hung up the phone on him and blocked Any minute now, any minute now. Please don't ever call me again. I never want to see you for the rest of my life. Please, please, just do not waste it. I, I, I couldn't hang up the phone fast enough. You know, I was like, who's calling me from Boston? I'm like, I'm and then he writes me afterwards, it, literally chasing me down at 410. I know you think I'm crazy. No, I don't think you're crazy. Everyone thinks you're crazy. Everyone. You aren't going to restore Donald Trump to power in seven days. Gotta, well, that's supposed to happen on March 
fourth, twenty twenty one. I think that was that was the Q prediction, March fourth. Oh, is that when uh, uh, yeah. JFK Jr. was going to come out? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. JFK Jr. John, John, he's save he's us! Waiting in the wings. <laughs> Stories as loony as the liberals. Oh. An interview at CPAC did go off the rails. The subject matter was that interesting to you? Oh no, I can do a good interview. I can make. You feel like you're a million bucks, but you aren't worth the paper that you're writing on. Here are a few of my video, English and Spanish. I mean, this guy's really committed to this bluff. The uh, Remember, it was the play the Trump card. Play the Trump card. There it is. So. All right, let's let's uh, let's continue. Uh, I'm getting uh, both hated and loved uh, for my interview here. Um, let's see. It's not riveting radio, Eddie. It's sad radio. She shouldn't be airing out her family's dirty laundry to the world. Nobody knows who she is, and it's totally anonymous. So I don't know what else to say to you. But uh, literally uh, anonymous. Nobody knows. Uh, awesome show, Eddie. Always knocking it out of the park. Frank from Adenal in La Vega. There we go. I'm just. I wonder. I wonder what the radio is used for. To be quite honest, other than to get stories out, people to tell, to interact, to entertain, to educate, right? That's that, that's 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 what it's here for. Let's uh, let's continue with more of this background, the surrounding background of the. Uh, we, we've 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 figured out the flavor profile of him growing up. Uh, you grew up with him. He was uh, a thrill-seeking crossdresser. Wasn't getting enough notice. Maybe even in his own uh, marriage, his wife, despite being homosexual, apparently she didn't know. How long were they married? About twenty years. <laughs> oh my God. What what yeah. is the what what is this world what is this world worth anymore at this point? If you're you were like, how does she go on for the rest of her life and see like? I don't care about your brother, but I care yeah. about his wife. And his wife's mm-hmm. like, when she's like, when she goes to I don't know wherever she goes to meet friends or church, or was like, yeah, I was married to a gay man for twenty years and I didn't know. Like, how do you what 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 do you say after that? You, you can't say a thing. It's that's got to be the most humiliating thing, to say the least, in the world. Would you say he's a pathological liar? Yes. Most homosexuals that's- are pathological liars. They have to. Mm-hmm. Is it they our do. is it our fault they're homosexual and that they don't get enough, or they choose to be homosexual and they don't get enough? I don't know, whatever they're, I don't know what they're looking for. It's ne- validation is never, doesn't matter how many times they march up and down the streets or they're in your face about it or whatever. Like it's never enough validation. Does it, it would you, would you say that we're always the problem? Have you noticed that? Uh, there's, there's never enough of value, validation. They just, it's ongoing thrill seeking, ongoing. It's like, how can I possibly top this? Um, what yeah, shock and awe, shock and awe. That's what it's all, it's all shock. about. Yeah. Shock and awe, absolutely. How many Christmases and Thanksgivings uh, and holidays has he ruined? <laughs> I'm, I, um, I know what I'm talking about here. Do I know what I'm talking about? Do I know what I'm talking about? I know who these people are. Mm-hmm. He's, he's ruined quite a few. Mm. Um, Why? And it was, your, it was your fault. It was your fault, don't you know? Of course. Of course, because I, you know... I was in high school when he was born, and oh, that's, you know, I blame you for that. Yeah, you had a lot of control yeah. over where you 
where you were when he was born, when he was brought into this world. You didn't do enough uh, for him, uh, huh? No, not at all. Absolutely is the government, not. Was... Is he currently on the government cheese yet? Yes, he is. Oh, how long? How long has he been uh, getting that uh, government gravy for? Uh, he has been, let's see, he retired at the age of 48. He's 50, so he's been, he's been getting military. How much weed does military. he smoke? How much weed does he smoke? I, I don't know. Would you say a lot um, or a little bit? I'd say a lot. I'd yeah. say a great deal. And he <laughs> just, you know, just to add a little more icing on the cake. Yeah, no, we, this is the cake that's been, they, they make the cakes. Remember, when you don't make their cakes, you get sued, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He's probably big on that. They, they have lots of political opinions. Yeah, They didn't absolutely. exist before anything. And then they, they came out, it's raining men, and suddenly they have an opinion on everything. And they know more about politics and everything else in this world, but, and, and, and you don't. You don't have a right because you've never you haven't suffered. Like does no, he does he care? Does he care? Is he is he just total? Is he a total psychopath? He doesn't give a crap about his ex wife and her life and what she has. You know he doesn't care about the mom of his kids. Yes, kid. Uh, I, yeah, I, just so you know, folks, this 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 uh, creature bred with a woman. Yeah, um, I I don't believe he cares to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And um, he he does live in Washington State, so he's not, you know, oh. outside Seattle, of course. Um, so he doesn't have an opportunity to ruin a lot of holidays in person. Mm. Um, so, but... How many um, times he has he attempted suicide? I, quite, quite a few. Wow. More than five? More than ten? More than... I, I would say at least five, more than five, fewer than ten. Mm, okay, about right. I think uh, we pretty yeah. much nailed, you know, <laughs> the pathology here, folks. I don't know what else Absolutely. to tell you. I mean, it, this is when you're right, you know things. No, now let me just since I started out the show. Okay, being right does not earn me more listeners. It makes me a total a hole. It makes me a hated person. Like you can be right about all these things, and this is a case in point. You can be right about everything. And guess who's going to be more liked, more liked for this guy who is a pathological sociopath, okay, manipulative, doesn't give a a narcissist, probably uh, suffers from some level of, I don't believe in any mental illness, but some level of schizophrenia, I would probably say, or bipolar disorder, one or the other. And with this high level of THG use, I don't know if you know this uh, or not, but we've been talking about how people in their 40s and 50s are now developing schizophrenia. No wonder they don't know how to Mm -hmm. vote once they get to the polls. They'll vote against themselves. They don't care. Like, this is the end of everything. This is exactly what Orwell was talking about. You will do everything the government tells you. You will be hooked on their drugs. You will be programmed to do exactly what they're saying, as long as they continue to give you what they want, which gives them control over you. Well, he'll finish. He'll finish the job for uh, for himself very soon. By the way, so don't try to prevent. Yeah. Don't try to prevent the inevitable. And there's no sense in in helping a man like that. There is no yeah. sa- salvage. The uh, best thing you could do to save a man like that is help his kids. That's about all I could say. Absolutely. Because his kids, he never gave a crap about his kids. So even if he does have okay. a good relationship uh, with them, um, that will cease. Yes, it will. So, All right. I appreciate um, this very much. Thanks for okay. sharing. I'm going to get into 
this for the entire second hour, homosexuality and pot smoking. And we are going to talk about that by stages and why this is literally like, and and I mean, how do you think Michelle Lujan Grisham gets all of her supporters for what she's doing? (laughs) Look at what she's looking at. All right. Thanks for the courageous uh, phone call. That was, uh, that was uh, 30, 30 minutes of, of good conversation with someone who's actually experiencing it. And I'm like, can I talk about this on the radio? After someone came to console me, remember, she's consoling me about my first experience, which I shared yesterday, and I got a flurry of text messages to the point I could not handle it, folks. And I was already feeling bad yesterday. And I got more text messages than I care to tell you about. So many people, you guys are empathetic and you understand it. Dowd, let's get your reaction uh, to that in about uh, 45 seconds. I, I just go back to the idea, Eddie, that you know most people living a very traditional, sort of monogamous, family-oriented life, you're going to flourish in that environment. And my problem with the homosexual lobby, such as it is, is no different than my problem with uh, people who are advocating other kind of marginal existences. If it works for you, fine. But don't peddle it to everyone as just another lifestyle choice. The When you choose to go outside the mainstream of our biology, or if you're a biblical person, a biblical life, sure. uh, you're, you're taking on a very different lifestyle. There are major consequences for those decisions. And that's where my problem is. Don't recommend this life as if it's just one of many legitimate choices. You know, it's it's not. It's a significant departure from the normal. Hour two just for you here in the ABQ. When you return. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I'm Andrew K. I'm Andrew K. I'm Andrew K. I'm Rock of Talk. Dot com. Five fifty fifty five hundred here in the Kiva. I'm I'm excited about today. If you can't tell because. You know, you open yourself up, and then I just, you know, open up a can of uh, whoop ass on everybody else. I, I'm, I'm going to go to Father Steve Rosera of uh, St. Mary's uh, School next. Uh, yep, he, remember Father Chavez, he's gone. Uh, next, I'm going after Father Steve Rosera. Um, he'll be gone too, if you hear what I have to say about all of that. Yeah, literally a gay married priest <laughs> at Immaculate Conception. What is going on? Dowd, uh, hour two, how are you? Uh, I'm well, Eddie. I'm, I don't mean to, uh, uh, I'm not purposely changing the subject for 10 seconds, no, no, but I'm, I'm reading an account right now of where our governor was uh, oh, at the White House yeah. yesterday. Uh, uh, folk mom. singer James Taylor was on hand to sing about the wonders of the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, very interesting. Uh, Nancy Pelosi called it an achievement, a uh, testament to our unity, our optimism, our perseverance, uh, and the the president's extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible. That's an applause line. Pelosi paused awkwardly to remind the assembled crowd, which dutifully complied. That's the Nancy Pelosi version of Jeb Bush's "Please clap." <laughs> Hit the door there, bro. You know, my son is almost as tall as Michelle Hungersham. She's four ten. My son's four foot nine and a half. He's big in boy. Uh, yeah. fifth, fifth, fifth grade. Big he boy. also already uh, has a higher IQ, knows more about economics and public policy than she ever will. And that bitch will probably be governor all over again. 
and TJ Trout and the rest of it. Oh my God, the governor's here. We should interview her. She's so smart. <laughs> Did she get James Taylor's autograph yesterday? I don't know. I don't know. Probably signed it right on her ass. Can't miss it. It's gigantic. Gross. Great stuff, Eddie. Right on the money. We're well in Brave New World. I told my wife that those of us in our 50s have seen our best days. You know, James Taylor beat his wife. Did you know that? Go look okay. that up. Yeah, no, no. He beat his wife. He was like, uh, he was brought in for dom- for a domestic. Carly? Carly Simon. He beat her. Did you know that? Go look it up. It's all, it's all, out, it's all out there. Read the um, internet. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Oh, Heroin, he, heroin addiction. He's such a nice man. He sings about all these wonderful. I love the James Taylor collection. <laughs> great stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm, oh, a druggie. You don't say, huh? He's on, on drugs. Yeah. Go look it up. Very. Uh, he beat his wife. He beat Carly Simon. Right. You're so vain. Uh, I told my wife that those of us in our 50s have seen our best days unless our generation and the younger generation pulls our heads out of our asses and right the ship where we're literally done for. We shall see. It's not going to happen. Don't worry about it, okay? Do not worry about it. And so it's the unraveling has already begun. I'm reading the books. I have all that stuff. Don't worry. I'm, I'm on top of it, okay? Hi, Eddie. Lots of great info on your show today, making people understand that we had every opportunity to make changes for keeping America a free country and the loss of freedom is lost because the people supporting the ones that they elect to have power over them. By the way, most conservative talkers, they only care that they're a conservative talker. They don't actually care about anything. Oh, you know, you listen to my talk show. Oh, geez, you're, I'm really good. I'm like, no, nobody cares, dude. Nobody, you're repeating all the other stuff that you heard from somebody else. Like no one's going to talk about the stuff I'm talking about. No one, no one ever things that matter and be able to pull that out of it. You just don't do it. Give the opinions that I have and give the insights and, you know, my experiences and opinions are like a-holes, Eddie. Everyone has one. Oh, do you? (laughs) Bring it up. If people need to slap in the face about reality, the party at the White House yesterday was evidence that the leadership in power today doesn't care about people. We're just making money to keep the machine going. I didn't didn't even pick up the Albuquerque Journal today. Why? Because I don't need to. Uh, oh, the person who was on the phone, the anonymous person who was on the phone says, uh, we never got to gender X and a new name. Uh, let's pick it up from there. How about, how about that? How'd that be? You there, caller? Go ahead. Oh, hey. Hi, Eddie and, and Dad. This is Bernadette. How are you? Hey, Bernadette. Hey, how are you? I Thanks I for calling. I haven't heard your sweet voice in forever. I know I haven't called him forever because hubby's retired, so he's always home. Oh, do you have to make food for him, or is he he cooking for you these days? It's going well. I hope you guys are doing good. Um, I am sick and tired of the Republicans in this state, and I've Ah, lived here forever. Yeah, me too. Um, How we always do the infighting and how we can't get along. Yep. We always look at somebody just because they are whatever they are instead of what ideas are they bringing to the table. And this is what um, you were talking about, I think it was Monday, mm-hmm. about why Mark Ronchetti won't go after the governor because of the lockdown. This is what I have to pro- I have a proposal of, and I don't know if anybody else has anything like this, but I sent you guys the video of Costco's humongously long line back in November of 21. Okay. 2020. Okay. Yeah, I sent that. 
and then I've oh yeah that. yeah okay okay yeah, I, I, we were getting all that stuff yeah and I, at that yeah. point we were still friendly with uh the the conservative gay man who runs the uh pinion post uh, i think okay. that's right yeah so okay okay so if we could just get mark ronchetti's group to get some of these videos yeah, and then go over somebody around i know but this is just something that's been bugging me because I see all the stupid commercials on there. He's doing good. I think he's doing good. He Her is. Commercials no, I, are I this think is he's what doing I'm good. Giving you. This is what I have given you. And that's all it is. And her husband on this commercial, I oh, told my husband, this uh, is the dumbest commercials I've ever seen. That lady that they have there saying that she's paid, that she saved thousands of lives. Oh, oh you mean the doctor? Uh, yeah. You know, she's a doctor at the University of New Mexico. Dad, what does it say about, don't we have sort of some sort of rule that if you're an employee of the state of New Mexico, that you can't be on that yes. doctor? Yeah. yeah. Is there yeah. something? Shouldn't, yeah. So that I think that doctor needs to be I outed. I cannot believe this crap. Yeah, she's, anyway, a, she's literally a physician at the University of New Mexico. Uh, she's yeah. a doctor. So. I mean, you've got all these places that went out of business during the lockdown. They don't care. We've completely fenced off. Los Altos Park. I grew up around there. I literally could walk over there. Now it's nothing. Mm -hmm. I think they're building something or another. I would not doubt that they're building low rent or low income housing there. I wouldn't doubt it. Mm -hmm. Because they've also took out all the places that's over here at Montgomery and, and um, Wyoming. Mm -hmm. They completely raised that. It used to be Hobby Lobby, Hastings. And I can't remember what else was over there. Every, everything comes to everything comes to Albuquerque yeah. to die. I guess. Yeah. I don't know what they're else. They're building five hundred thousand dollar homes there. There's a big sign that says oh, it. Oh, there you go. Uh, housing Twilight, is great. Twilight I think homes. housing is great. Yeah. Yeah. Twilight Homes is building there. Yeah. But I mean, you've got all these places. If they could just get the video of some of these places, all the oil fields that aren't doing anything. We went through there in May of 2020 all the way to Texas, and I swear, more than half were, run, were not running. Nobody cares. You wonder the why thing is, is our is they, they going up. They, all the things yeah. that Dowd and I were caring about and are the yes, people who supported us mm -hmm. and from the very beginning and the impeach stuff, they don't care. They just don't. They just oh, don't I know. This is so sad. Yeah, it's just, we're they kicking just, ourselves in the butt, you guys. Well, we're not. We really we're doing are. We're doing what we need to do, and yeah, I, that's, uh, I appreciate you calling Bernadette. Oh, Thank yeah. you, sweetheart. I miss you guys. We love you. I still listen to you oh, every day. Thank you very much. All right. 550 500. Call, you're in the Kiva. Hold through the break if you don't mind. We're going to hit a break real quick. And, Caller, okay. you, you're in the Kiva. Just hold hold through the break if you don't mind. Uh, so we got a couple of callers. We'll we'll pick it up uh, there. Dowd, uh, you know, I, I think the table was set by the media. Uh, yeah. And just to answer your question on the doctor, Eddie, I'm going to be looking up uh, the law technically says you cannot use public funds or resources to support political activity or other unauthorized purposes. So maybe this doctor's trying to get out from under this by saying, I'm doing this in my own, on my own capacity, but are any of those still photos or video on public property? That would be very interesting. Uh, she has a profile at the University of New Mexico hospital website. So uh, okay. you can see her there. Uh, her name is Christina. Back up to quick break here in the Kiva. Dancing with me. Kiva, you're at the Rock of Talk. Let's go. 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 Let's go.
it here in the Kiva. Eddie, I just drove in from doing an animal rescue transport. I'm going to just read this text as it came in, folks. I, there's no editing, just the straight up text. I'm so disgusted. A male, not a man, had potential anal sex with his sweet dog. I'm just reading it. Anyone who does this to an animal should have their wood chopped off. I'm not a violent person, but I would go to the honors if I ever caught them. No animal should ever be abused. People need to stand up and be the voice for innocent children, those with special needs, elderly, and animals. Where we live, folks. Where we live. I don't know what else we can say about that. <clears throat> Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Mayor Aragon, how are you, sir? Oh, Mayor Aragon. They, they would never let a man. I can never run for elected office after this show today. There's just no chance. Oh, boy, man. There's I remember. Zero chance. Zero. This, should, this show should be exhibit A of why Eddie Aragon could never get elected for anything ever in the history of this world. Right here. There it is. Take September 14th, 2022 as my evidence and submission that I never want to be a politician. Today. Today, okay. Period. No, no, I mean, no titles. No yeah. titles, sir. I just mean, man. Uh, I think you would be a good one. Um, but anyway, uh, I just wanted to chime in and yeah, uh, yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you got laid on us? Hopefully, it's not uh, sex with dogs. Was, no, God, was, I just troubling. heard that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, I can uh, read it again for you if it, you. No, you don't, it. don't, okay. don't, don't, don't. <laughs> No, I'm not into all that. Okay, uh, well, I suspected you're not if you're listening to this radio station. Uh, yeah. What a sicko. That's um, uh, probably but, happening uh, all up and down Central. They're, they're high on heroin, pot, you know, you know, whatever. Heroin and meth, not pot. Oh, don't do not start defending pot on this radio station. I'll just I'll come and I'll I'll come over the top of you. It, it, these, this isn't no, your, this isn't your I'm mom not. and dad's pot here. We're talking about no. THC levels somewhere between thirty to fifty percent in some cases. This is stupid. Actually, actually twenty seven point eighty. Um, but um, wow. no, I mean when you're high on weed, come on, man. You you know you just chill. Oh my ah. God, are you are we going to get to the reason why you called? Because I'm literally. Today is, yes, is the yes. worst possible day to argue with me about anything. Okay. Okay. I get it. Uh, I just wanted to give you guys an update here in the Southeast yeah, of Albuquerque. Yeah, what's going on in the Southeast? Uh, the International District. No, no, no. I'm here by the VA hospital on Gibson and San Mateo. Oh, yeah. And, yeah homeless area. There we go. Yeah. And the new the homeless, homeless. Yeah, the new homeless camp. Oh my! Yeah, the new Gateway Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait till that opens. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Good job, Tim Keller. Good job. Oh God, he messed up on this one. Um, he messed up. Well, he did the real estate deal. He did it with. Uh, he did it with. He did it with Nick Cabison. Tim uh, Trump. Yeah. Tim Trump. Yeah, Tim. Tim Trump did uh, work that real estate deal with Nick yeah. Cabison, and uh, Cabison paid off his partners. Uh, there's no longer Nick and Jimmy's. It's just Nick. Hope I don't. Yeah, get, I hope I don't get capped after this. Speaking of. You know, going after the Greek mafia here in town. <laughs> no, it's just uh, it's just like every day in this neighborhood right here, uh -huh. bro. Yeah, the homeless people uh, have increased tenfold. Oh yeah, That's I mean, congratulations. They... I mean, it shows that you guys are very understanding, very sympathetic. You have open hearts, and you know, you guys are really accepting. 
Yeah, and they're always coming up to me, hey, bro, you got $2? I'm like, uh, I got 300 in my wallet, but I'm not giving you any of it. Um, what, what would happen if you punched a homeless person? You would probably be arrested for assault. How quickly? Within three days. Now, what would be, what would be the, uh, <laughs> if you decided to call the police about a homeless person, what would be the response? The response from APD would be, number one, they're going to take a while to get there. Number two, you might as well go back to your apartment, lock the door, deadbolt it, and just, you know, forget about it. Um, oh, so nothing would happen. So basically the police nothing. would come to defend the homeless person, but they'll never come. The drugged out criminal yes. who's on the streets will yes. get all the attention and you'll be the bad person on the front page of the Alabama yes. Journal. Man assaults homeless person. And um, do you consider when a homeless person accosts you, demands payment for his current condition, do, do you feel as if um, there's any redress for, for that? I mean, is there any possibility of making that person whole ever? What do you think that person will do with the money that you give them? $2, $3, whatever they ask for. I think they will go purchase alcohol. And how close is the nearest uh, place to purchase alcohol? Uh, oh, b by the way, the, the city has done everything. Don't forget, folks, they ban uh, they ban miniatures. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we're here. just homeless people. We're getting it bigger bottles for even cheaper. No, no. Uh, they would take that money and go to the nearest establishment, which here is like one block away. It's right next to and, uh, Planet Fitness. Yeah, it's right down right the there. way from nice selection big selection yeah can i say the name of the establishment why can't you okay i mean uh, do you not know what it is or i mean no no something you, have, you no longer have the first amendment did you feel that went away with biden or something what, what happened Just no no say no. whatever you want it's not slander it's truth well i'm not going to uh use profanity um I, it is called the bird of paradise discount liquors oh there it is we Discount. Yeah, in. Nice Albuquerque is so, paradise, basically. We're classy. Stay classy. Uh, you guys, I'm just saying, the homeless problem is not going away anytime oh, soon. Oh, darn it. Shoot. And get used to it and don't give them any money. Hey, and and by the way, this is the home for recreational pot. Now we have more dispensaries now than ever. <laughs> you, think, you think the homeless problem yeah. is going to go away? Do you use pot? I'm sorry? Do you use pot? I do smoke Don't recreationally. Don't call me again. And when you clean up your act, then you can come back on my air. Deal? Uh, deal? Okay, bro. Deal? 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 It's deal, bro. I don't deal with people who smoke pot. Cool cool phone call, but don't call me again. 550-5500. All right. Call her. You're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hi, Eddie. Hi. Who's this? Oh, uh, hey. Yeah, you wanted to wrap up your story. You had something else to say. I recognize your, your voice. Yes. Uh, okay, so you're you're... You're telling me now that you're. Let me go. Let me go to your text here. Uh, we never got the gender X and the new name. By the way, I just got rid of a vote. That was the guy who's called me Mayor Aragon. I never want to talk to that guy again. <laughs> I don't know. Has there has there ever been in the history of Albuquerque a phone call like that? That good? It's like come in. Uh, I'm gonna tell him something nice. Do you smoke pot? Uh, then you deserve homeless people around. I hate to say it, but that's the truth. There you are. That's just, you get what you give, right? Anyway, all right, continue, please. Sorry. Yes. 
Take this job I, I, and shove it. All right, go ahead. I'm not having a mental <laughs> breakdown, folks. It's literally, it's just, there's no, there's, I've got no more S's to give at this point. No right. more. There's uh, nothing else to do. It's it's over. We're just laying the groundwork. You know, just revel whatever you think is going to turn around. Now we're just reporting on the nightmare that has become New Mexico from here to four. Uh, you have November, uh, and after November, you have nothing. That's it. It's all over. It's all over but the crying. It'll be the fat lady will be singing on November 8th one way or the other. Okay. All right. Uh, please continue. Um, I don't smoke pot, so... Um... <laughs> And I, am I can tell you have a nice, clear voice. You have a very, very nice voice. Uh, you you sound like you had things to do today. Um, okay. You probably had, uh, yeah, yeah. I was a little bit busy today, but yeah. um, I don't smoke pot, and um, I I'm feeling a little bit like a nervous breakdown. But I'm, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it's, when the world's crumbling around you and you care more than the people care about their their, their own selves, then yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to feel that. It, it is, and it does. And yeah, I'm. I, trust me, I'm ready to escape, and as much as the next person. And I can tell you, after yesterday being right on COVID and coming out and giving the final verdict on everything, I was like, "What good did that do?" After two and a half years, it made me. It made me feel like there's. It doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter what we and, do. No, it really doesn't. And it's it's difficult. And so another thing, adding to my stress, my brother who we discussed in the last hour um, for, for the, oh, I can't speak. I apologize. My brother let us know a couple of weeks ago that he came back to New Mexico and changed his gender to X. Oh, and, um, did you, uh, what do you, what, is, what kind of party is that? Does he do, does he do that on TikTok? The thrill seeking TikToking? What, what is he, how does he, how did he get the word out on that? He sent us a group text. Oh, that's nice. And what, what and, was the text? What did it say? Um, I wanted to let you know that I have changed my gender on my birth certificate to X, and um, I am asked you that you now call me Cheyenne. <laughs> yeah! Woo! Good. When is he going to kill himself? Uh, um, you think I, next five to ten years, ten to fifteen? Like when does he pull the trigger? When does he finally just kind of get rid of the problem that is him? I mean, what was what do his kids think? Honestly, this I, guy doesn't care about anything. Who cares? Exactly. He even I wouldn't even respond. I mean, no. you can't call him your brother. Like, how's he introduced? That's my sister. Well, I'm not your sister. I mean, because you're not my brother. Like at that point, he changes birth certificate. I mean, does do his kids go and change their birth certificate? Like, how's this whole thing work out? I, I don't know. I'm figuring it out as I got a, go along. Cheyenne. I Cheyenne. I, I, Cheyenne. Uh, I, got, I got in trouble with another one of my brothers for misgendering. Uh, <laughs> you never have when to celebrate I, another uh, holiday ever again. We got, we'll pick it up there when we return. Oh, my God. Cheyenne. There it is. Now, now that was there. I, and you don't have this stuff just writes itself. Folks. Yeah. Do you want to talk? We we just need to do a Jerry Springer show about <laughs> Albuquerque 24-7. Literally. If we get ratings. The freaks. <laughs> the freaks are on fire all over. Burke, bro. About 29. Back in three. Thanks for listening.
533. Yeah, just uh, Jerry Springer. That's all we're going to do. Just put a microphone in front of strange people. Like anybody in Albuquerque, have them start telling their story. And it's like, I just want, that's all I want to do. Just just tell me your ridiculous story. And then I just get to make fun of you all day. I think that's great. Just, you know. No, he was British. You know, you know how uh, Jerry Springer made it, right? Uh, he, uh... <coughs> He was mayor of Cincinnati for a year. They have that cyclical thing where they go. He literally got elected mayor after it actually helped his career, believe it or not, folks. It helped his career because he solicited a prostitute in 73, 74. And wrote a check. Wrote a check if if my memory serves. Yes, not cash. This is the world we live in. This is what you love. And and I'm the bad guy for calling himself 4.6% black. Saw a billboard on Paseo that has sad-looking child, and it says, think of me, don't drink and drive. I agree. <laughs> How many people are stoned right now on the street? Can't test it, but it needs to go further. Think of the children before you try to abort them, drive under the influence of pot or drugs, sexually or physically abuse them. Or sex- People don't care about kids here. I care about my kids. People don't care about kids. It, it like, and all you all you uh, dumb broads showing up in uh, yoga pants to pick up your kids. Like, seriously. I was like, I was trying to think about this. It's like, I, my kids go to Catholic school, right? And you see these moms who show up in workout attire with their asses hanging out. And it's like... Uh, <coughs> Hey, uh, Frank, your wife has a nice ass. Uh, I saw her in her yoga spit. Are you okay with that? You okay with that? Your, your, your wife showing up in yoga pants? <sighs> and I'm being judgmental? Your wife's showing her ass all over the Catholic school. What's wrong with her? I thought, I, I thought we came to avoid this stuff. You're walking right off. I was like, the poor cross guard can't. Can't look at me. I was like, uh, am I going to be okay? Am I going to walk through the streets? He's too busy. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, if you're in my area, you're getting commented on today. Just, hey, I don't I don't care. I don't care anymore. That's it. Uh, overall, we need to be protecting the children, not selectively as Democrats do. Instead, they used to prey on people's emotions when it is for political gain that in and of itself should be considered abuse. Yes, Eddie, Jerry Springle, like you said, wrote a check for the prostitute, but the check bounced. Oh, wow. That's how we What? I forgot that part. <laughs> Springer couldn't even sort this out in Albuquerque, Eddie. Legalization of marijuana may be the Trojan horse for the conservatives in New Mexico to flip the state. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone has lost their minds in New Mexico. No, it's not going to be the Trojan horse to flip the state. Large number of people who smoke pot are no doubt Democrats will be too stoned to show up at the polls to vote. You wish. Folks, we're dropping pot. We're dropping votes at the at, at the place. I mean, uh, and I can't wait to film you. Guess what you didn't do? I get to film all the ballot boxes. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to film all the ballot boxes. Yeah. You got you, you uh, people and uh, the Democrats, right? And there's no distance that I have to keep. I can literally hold a phone at every single ballot box. Hope you're paying attention. Put attention. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. All right. Oh, continue. Sorry. We had to well, wrap it up. So you're, you have a brother now who's now uh, an ex. And 
his or her name is Cheyenne. So Correct. neither an ex, neither a female or male. So there's no relation. So in a will, if you have a final will and, and, and whatever you, you, I don't know how you would address them in the will. So, um, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I suppose we'll have to deal, rewrite my will, I guess. So, Oh, was he in um, it? Uh, or she or whatever it is. Well, how did you get in trouble if you couldn't address it if it is now an ex? Um, my other brother is, um, how do you say, uh, he he gets offended on other people's behalf. Oh, that's nice. I love that. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a real big Democrat and nice virtue signal. Absolutely. Oh, okay. He um, He got upset because I, even though Cheyenne didn't tell us what his preferred... Uh, the preferred pronouns were mm. um, I didn't use the appropriate one in the course of the conversation. What do you and call an ex? I don't even know. What's an appropriate way to address someone who's an ex? I don't know. Is the G, X A G, or I, oh, is that it? Are we Chinese now? I, yep. Absolutely. So anyhow, that that's that. Um, a story of one boy's life who's now an ex. Uh, not a boy. Uh, I, I'm getting offended on his behalf that you did yes. not address him as ex. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, cool. And um, I just wanted to Ta-ya. thank you again. Yeah. I wanted to thank you again for sharing. I had similar significant trauma at the age of seven and nine, and it's it's at the hands of these types of people, by the way. These are the types of people who have to repeat this behavior on other people because it perpetuates, you know, like all this stuff. I can't wait to get to this gay priest, Steve Rosera. Did you, you know about the gay priest, Steve, Steve Rosera? You gotta I, hit, I, I talk, I've talked about it before, remember? Immaculate Conception. He was finding his oh, yeah. way. He looks so conservative with a white beard. He's married. He hails from Lakewood, Colorado, a suburb of Denver, He's the sixth of seven children of Earl and Dorothy, both now deceased. Keeps in regular contact with his five living siblings, most of whom he still live in the metropolitan Denver area. He attended St. Bernadette's grade school. Now remember, this guy was married in San Francisco, okay, to another man. I'm not even making this stuff up. I got all, I got everything. And he was a direct contact for Sabine Griego. Do you know who that is? Uh, the, the priest. That abused um, all those kids for like decades. Yes. Yeah. And then he yes, dies. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah, he was the guy who was protecting him. And they installed him. He's right here on the St. Mary's Catholic School. You kids are not allowed to go to St. Mary's Catholic School, by the way. I got to keep you out of it. Yeah, we got. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. There's a, there's, a, <clears throat> there's a strange person over there, Father Steve Rosera. Here it is. Um, Cathedral High School located near the Immaculate Conception Basilica in downtown Denver. Um, through one through eight. After high school, he studied at the College of Santa Fe, was a seminarian at the Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary in Santa Fe. Hey, let me, let me finish this, all right? You guys go in there. They just had ramen. But ramen isn't ramen great? God, it's so bad for you. It's like the worst thing. Really <laughs> <laughs> the reason I can eat it is because, like, I know how many calories it has, you know? And it's like, oh, do you want a bag of chips or do you want ramen? After completing his BA, his BA with majors in English and religious studies and a minor in philosophy. He went on to theological studies at the Pontifical College Josephinium 
in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, that's a sort of a pedophile highway down there. Remember, Les Wexner, you know, Victoria's Secret. Yeah, she had a secret. She had sex with Lex, Les Wexner, uh, where he earned a Master of Divinity in MDIB degree, whatever that is. Father Steve was ordained in Santa Fe on June 21st, 1980 by uh, Archbishop Robert Sanchez. Uh, he served at Queen of Heaven and Annunciation Parishes. Queen of Heaven now shut down, by the way. Uh, here in Albuquerque as well as St. Mary's in Vaughan. Ooh. In San Francisco de Assisi and Rancho de Taos. As well as several diocesan, diocesan roles, including the Director of Vocations. In 87, he was asked by Archbishop Sanchez to study canon law. He earned a JCL at the Catholic University of America in D.C. Upon return, he served briefly as vicar for administrative affairs and adjutant judicial vicar. The need for some time to discern his vocation. And further, and wanting to make certain of God's call for him, he decided to take some time away from the active ministry working for the National Catholic Educational Association in Washington, D.C., and then transitioning to the business world, becoming involved in early days in the dot-com boom. Uh, so it doesn't talk about anything. It just like kind of skips over. <laughs> in internet banking, Wells Fargo. I worked for a number of years as a systems engineer. Uh, 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 by the way, you're in a paper MCSE certification, I'm sure. I doubt he passed it on his own. He renewed his commitment to serve as a priest and was accepted by Archbishop Wester to the active ministry. What's missing here is about 20 some odd years where he had a whole other life, by the way. And I have all of that. So uh, you think, see, we could just tell these stories all day long, and I'll finish that up uh, after the break. Thank you for calling in. Thanks for sharing your brother's uh, testimony. 550. Go ahead. Hi, Eddie. This, hi, Gail. Hi. Hey, there's something I want to tell you that is shocking. Yes. And it may Good. Be, we want that. We, what, it, what it is, if it's shocking, that's what we want to do today. We want to shock and awe. There we go. Well, I think I got a fairly good one for you. All right. You. Lay it out there. Okay. I went to the fair yesterday. Okay. And everything's fine, having a nice time, mm -hmm. families, children around. I go into the Man Maluhan building, uh -huh. and I passed a double booth, meaning double wide, bigger than, than the normal booth. Okay. And I could not believe what I was seeing. Have you heard about this yet? No. No. I'm okay. waiting for you to tell me. I haven't been to the, the fair in years. So I have no, no desire to go. Let me tell you what it was. The booth was selling all kinds of murder memorabilia oh. with for serial color uh, serial killers with oh. their specialty. They had T-shirts with uh, Jeffrey Dahmer oh. and John Wayne Gacy. You could buy a purse with Richard Ramirez's face wow. on it. They had uh, like throws that you would put on your sofa that had six faces of serial killers. I mean, real good ones. Ted Bundy. Um, yeah. all of them. I recognize all the faces because they're all the real famous ones. You could buy keychains. They had mugs. Did you get you pictures of it. that? Did you get pictures of that? Let me tell you something. I th this afternoon I was talking to my sister about it. I'm going to hit a break. I'm going to bring you back. I want pictures. We're going to talk more about it and your conversation with your sister when we return. Right here in the oh. Kiva. Thanks, Gail. Gail sounds so nice. All these nice lady callers. I thought I would scare them all off with my angry, angry rants. Five forty-eight here in the 
callers on the line. You guys just want to talk. You're ready to just get it off your chest. You feel I'm just have a wide open Wednesday every Wednesday, or just take nothing but calls. Just people just giving me your best versions, outing family trash, all that. I, let's do it all. Get it all out. Uh, have the uh, Wednesday wipeout. We just lay slay those drags and dragons uh, out there. Talking about serial killer uh, memorabilia, but uh, it's just the hot yeah. ticket item uh, that Gail saw. Did, so did you get pictures? You know, I didn't. I, as I was saying, I told my sister, she asked me too more about like, what, what else was there? And I said, Oh, you know, t-shirts, banners, hats, clothing, jewelry. And I, I said, you know, I was so shocked. I felt like I was looking at some violent pornography and I said, yeah, I are. just kind of left, Absolutely. but you know what? what? I, after I had walked past it, I went back to this nice young gal in a booth right across from them. And I said, I'm really sorry that you have to be here and to look at this. And she just kind of gave a wide-eyed expression and nodded. But it, 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 it says serial killers. It's like that's the new popular thing now. And I know people are probably thinking, maybe I'm making this up. Go look at it. Manville Lujan building. If you, have, it. if you have pictures of it or if you're there, if you're listening on your transistor radio, no. Uh, send pictures. We want to see it. Yeah, anybody who runs by that. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be people over at the fair. Did you get a turkey drumstick? Any corn? What 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 was good to eat over there? Um, I ha- I had an ice cream cone and a chili relleno. How long did, how long did it take you to get, to get the ice cream cone? Under half an hour or more than half an hour? You know, surpri- I went yesterday, and surprisingly, there was nobody in line, so I oh. just walked up. Was there anybody the- there? Yeah, and what was really fun was listening to the the band that was playing patriotic music wow. and stuff for the veterans because no. yesterday was Veterans Day, mm-hmm. and the Veterans Administration put on a heck of a display there yesterday. Okay. They had tables everywhere, and the people were kind. And I even had people say, "Are you a veteran?" I said, "No, I'm not." Okay, well, we just wanted to make sure, you know, we could help you if if you needed. Um, it, it actually was nice, but you know what, I. That is our culture. That now they, it, the booth was treating these serial killers like they were rock stars. Yeah, that's uh, that is our culture. That's what we decided to do, Gail. I mean, and and the reason I called you, Eddie, was because other than my sister, I felt like I was kind of having a slight panic attack. I had to tell somebody, like, you know, do you guys know what's going on in our country in our city? And so we need to talk to the New Mexico State Fair. I I thought we were supposed to go look at the animals and and the horses and people's drawings. And I went and saw the quilt show. And then right after the quilt show, I'm looking at a display of serial killers. (laughs) Quilt! Quilt! (laughs) Outside, you got... uh, And this is uh, all in a movie. You guys might remember back uh, right around the time I graduated uh, high school. Uh, This was all filmed. Remember Mickey and Mallory? Um, I don't know if you remember Not this. Really. Yeah, let, let, take a no. listen to this. This is it. Take a listen. Platoon. Wall Street. Born on the 4th of July. JFK. Oliver Stone's vision has changed the way we saw our past. Now, he takes a look at where we are and where we're going. And you will be shocked at what he sees. Good. 
the trailer for Natural Born Killer. So. Oh, God. I saw that movie. Oh, my God. This, what I saw yesterday was just as sick as that. Oh, God. Watched by millions. There it is. Murder! Now Woo! I know what you're talking about now. Yeah! Yeah! Celebrate this. We love our murder. Lewis, Robert Downey Jr. Well, you know, that's going to motivate a lot of young, um, aimless men to find a hobby. Yeah. I mean... You know, because they're going to become rock stars. I, I hope someone sends you those pictures right now. It's everything I'm saying it is. I'm sure, I'm sure I have them. Uh, let's see. Uh, by the way, turkey drumsticks uh, are 18 bucks. <laughs> Someone needs to go grab all those turkey drumsticks and hand them out, out to the uh, homeless people. Like, look here, there's a $20 oh, bill for you. Um, yeah, there it is. So, yeah, so there it is. That's uh, he saw that back then, and um, here's where we are. This, this is the, this is the situation we find ourselves in. New Mexico Eddie, loves it. We make these movies here. The, what, that movie was made right here, Natural Born Killers. You might remember, remember the Taos Bridge scene. Taos Bridge, yep. I'm sure. Uh, Dowd, you, you, of course, remember that scene, right? Yes, and, and, and a, let me make an argument for Oliver Stone here. Now, it, the unsophisticated 14-year-old boys who went to see that movie thought it was this great movie. Stone was lampooning our culture that, that, that was moving toward a direction where we would be celebrating people like that. Sure. The Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. character is actually based on that Australian guy who used to be the reporter for right. A Current Affair and Maury Povich. It, the, the unsophisticated theatergoer enjoyed that movie to revel in the violence. The sophisticated moviegoer understood sure. that that was a ridicule, that was a satire of where our culture was going. And I, I thank the, the caller for calling in on this, Eddie, because I've noticed this, this uh, T-shirt serial killer, this fascination. Um, I, I watch a lot of, you know, and, and read articles and watch documentaries on crime. I don't own a Richard Ramirez T-shirt, okay? That, there's something really wrong with you if you own a Richard Ramirez T-shirt, unironically. Uh, you, mm. you need to... You need to talk to some mental health professionals. Yeah, well, we love mental health. Yeah, and I, I don't know that we, we were making a point that he was at all celebrating it. I'm just saying. Oh, okay, I just was, wanted to clarify. Yeah, you know, the idea was is like nowadays that's what we are celebrating. Yeah, we are celebrating yeah. the killers, the murderers. We're fascinated. Uh, you know, people were consistently always, and and this was like a, a like a, a girly thing. They used to send the serial Ted Pundy uh, famously was receiving love letters started oh. relationships while yep. he was yep. in prison so yep. yeah i mean there's this way it gets driven uh, gail i'll let you say have the last word here well the last yes thank you eddie and doubt um you, i i feel like you're a friend and i needed to talk to some friends and you oh. have the guts to tell the truth yeah. And talk about the things that are real and that are really oh, that's nice. what thank citizens you. care about so i I can't tell you how much I, and I'm sure many others appreciate you. Well, it's all coming apart. apart. It's all coming apart, uh, Gail. So we're just sitting here talking about it. We're not going to follow what the journal or four, seven and 13 or anything is doing anymore. I, I can't even follow the, you know, sort of the conservative talking points. It's all just driven by some cycle. And I catch myself in that cycle and it's not changing anything. People aren't changing. People aren't, it's, it's nothing is different. If, if I want to talk about drugs for three days, is because we should be talking about drugs for three days. I, I think we have to start talking about it. I'm not letting my kids go out anywhere for Halloween because I know at some point somewhere in this city, they will start lacing 
all of those candies, and I just did the article, what, yesterday or two days ago about, you know, they look essentially like Smarties. And they want that. I mean, people want sex, violence. Um, they want some of the most horrific things, and they want to do it to your children. So you, people need to understand yep. that. They're, they want your okay. children. Remember, the government wants your children. The murderers want your children. The pedophiles want your children. Oh, they all want your children. That's what they want. So just uh, understand. God bless that. you, and thank you, Eddie. Yeah, absolutely. Good one. Good, uh, good stuff. Doubt I'll let you have the last uh, few minutes before I get to text. You know, I think it's just, it's, it's tempting to get lost in the, the, the trees rather than the forest, Eddie. I think this kind of pathology manifests itself in, in multiple ways. I think the caller certainly raised a completely legitimate point. Um, I think it, it, it manifests itself in substance abuse. It manifests itself in, uh, grown men playing video games all day, and I'm not bashing people who like gaming. My nephew's 18. He's going off to university. He got 14 something on his SATs. He loves to do some you know, video gaming. But I'm talking about people who are. I'm talking about people who are you know live in their stepmother's basement and play video games all day. Uh, you know the the, the 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 retreat of men from honest uh, work. Uh, uh, and I think it just manifests itself in so many, so many different ways. There's a sickness at the core of America. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, again, I, as a, as a non-religious person, uh, I, I, I don't care how you save yourself. If you, if, if it's a religious conviction, go for it. I, I don't care where you find purpose and meaning in your life, but my Lord, uh, whether or not spirituality is a real thing or not, the, the real world effects of having an emptiness deep in your in your mind, your body, and your heart are manifesting themselves all over the place in this deeply troubled country. Yeah, um, let me go over the top on that and just talk about uh, if you you couldn't have found it during the COVID because the archdiocese shut down their own church. They did sure. everything the governor told them. The only person who fought back and you know that um, <clears throat> coward of a man, Skip Heitzig, uh, versus in my opinion, and the incredible courage of a man of a man like. Um, Steve, uh, I'm sorry, last name? Smotherman. Smotherman. I don't know how I forgot that. Um, you know, and the, the fact that you had, you know, one guy trying to <laughs> say, well, we're going to adhere to whatever the government, government tells you. Like the whole idea of the church was to do exactly the opposite of whatever the government's trying to tell you. And that's what Steve did. That's what he stood up for. And he continues to do that. And I think people need to follow him. They need to follow me. They need to follow all these other people and not give them an inch, an inch of anything from you. Because they will absolutely take. They will absolutely take. And, you know, I, I know there's so many people. Uh, the, 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 the Archdiocese of Santa Fe, I mean, I'm a Catholic, is disgusting. It's absolutely top to bottom, filled with corruption. You know, they, 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 good, good on them being bankrupt. They had to sell off all their assets you know, because they protected these secrets when people were running to them uh, to try and get, you know, some sort of reprieve or solace or direction or morality. What do they find people who took advantage of them? And I think we're going to pick it up there with, uh, I'll continue with the uh, <clears throat> tale of Father Steve Rosera, the formerly married, the formerly married priest from San Francisco, who now hails as the pastor at Immaculate Conception. <laughs> with more 411 here for the third hour. I'm Eddie Uragon, the Rock of Talk, AM 1600. 
Hey, I'll be a beacon up. Don't forget Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and, um, you know, of course, you can, uh, the podcast, all that kind of, but once, once it's passed, though, really, are you going to go listen to the podcast? I, I'm trying to, seriously, like, it's a live show. It's better to just go with the show. Once the show's done, it's, it's, it's gone. Like, well, have you heard my podcast? No, I don't know. I, 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 there's not enough hours in the day. Most people don't get to all that stuff. We'll uh, kick off third hour here with a quick data dump. Uh, if there is to be one, uh, doubt any data dumping on us here in the third hour? Uh, yeah, and you say quick. I think we've got, it's pretty. It's going to be pretty quick today after yesterday's Donnybrook data dump. Uh, that was un- unbelievable. Uh, inflation, a little slight bit of good news on inflation today. The producer price index, that's the price that producers, people who produce goods and services, uh, receive for their goods for what they sell. Uh, on a year-over-year basis, last month we were running at 9.8% increase. This month, year-over-year, 8.7%. So a 1.1 percentage point drop. Not, At least it's going in the right direction. Uh, mortgage, okay, mortgage is not such a good news, okay? Application volume has dropped uh, 1.2% just in one week because primarily because rates are going up, up, up. Uh, they have risen. Uh, they've been easing a little bit, uh, pushed higher again with the average contract interest rate for the traditional 30-year fixed going from 5.94 up to 6.01%. And I will give you a quote from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Quote, the 30-year fixed mortgage rate hit the 6% mark for the first time since 2008, which is essentially double what it was a year ago. The refi, that all-important refi, people uh, looking for a better deal on their mortgage, uh, the demand for that fell 4% for the week. Doesn't sound too bad until you look at it the same week a year ago. Refinance demand fallen by 83%. Um, Final quick point, something that's very, very good for New Mexico. The feds, the Energy Information Administration, is projecting a big gain, uh, 3.6 billion cubic feet per day, gain in demand. It's going to increase uh, this year overall, 2022, uh, up to 86.6 billion cubic feet per day. That will be the most uh, demand, the most consumption of natural gas on record. What a wonderful uh, bit of news for a state that is full of natural gas. If only we had the political leadership that would actually try to help the people who are tapping that natural gas short data dump today there it is i laid it out there and uh, it's not gonna be positive so <laughs> literally you are not going to find any positive numbers in the day oh the, the stock market was up no it was it was we gave you all the numbers yesterday i don't care to revisit that doesn't help to be right you are not going to be popular by being right right it's just not Tell people what they want to hear. Tell them stupid information. I mean, I was literally, watch, what, I'll, I'll just run the experiment on you, right? What's, what's interesting to you? Things that are fruitful, things that are, you know, data-driven, things that are going to explain the world. Well, you know, to our listeners, for the most part, yeah. But if you want to make it, uh, watch, watch this, hold on. What I'll do here is I'll just simply just, Say some interesting things. American billion is 1,000 million. A British billion is 1 million million. All right. Didn't know that. Okay. That's interesting. Let's talk about it. Bambi was originally published in 1929 in German Dow. Yeah. Interesting. 
Um, let's see, English gambling dens used to have employees whose job was to swallow the dice if the police arrived. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, see, it got something out of you, right? So, it, like, it evoked something because it's telling you something that you didn't know before. It's just information. Let's see, at age 16, Confucius was a corn inspector. Smartest man, uh, most wise man in the world, inspecting corn. Sigmund Freud had a morbid fear of ferns. It's strange. Uh, Albert Einstein couldn't speak fluently, fluently when he was nine. His uh, parents thought he might be mentally retarded. Mm-hmm. 1921, Einstein was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize or Nobel Prize in Physics for his work with the photoelectric effect. He was offered the presidency of Israel in 1952. <laughs> yeah. Einstein was inducted as an American. He attended the ceremony without socks. Without socks. Yeah. Hey, there's a whole conversation. That, that's it. That's a whole segment right there. How many times have you worn socks? You never wore socks before? Oh, when's the last time? The only time I wear socks without these types of shoes. Not, uh, those Terry prop, uh, top siders, those are good, but they make my feet stink after, you know, but wearing them 20 times without any socks. Well, you know. Einstein's last words were in German. Because he att- the attending nurse did not understand German, his last words will never never be known. Oh. There you go. It's just, that's the whole segment. It's just to keep it. So useless information that's contributing absolutely nothing and isn't going to change the world, but it, it makes you feel as if you knew something. And there must be more there. Cliff Clavin was a mailman. He was dumb. He knew useless pieces of information. Okay. It didn't make him intelligent, although he thought he 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 was intelligent enough to think that you thought he was intelligent because he left a few little tidbits, little breadcrumbs for things that were interesting, things that he heard. Does that make him intelligent? No. Makes me like, oh, it's like press this button. Give this man a beer and he spits out useless information. Thank you. Ah, feel better about that. That's n- that's not what we do here. Uh, incidentally, I uh, Googled serial killer and then immediately in Albuquerque. You know who was not called a serial killer? Interestingly enough, is the man who was wiping out the Muslim community. Yeah, the four murderers uh, that he has under his belt. Uh, never addressed formally as a serial killer. Notice that? Was that mm, anybody that's else? That's a very good that? point. Yeah. Anybody think I say that now that's intelligence? Asking I think the question. standard for serial killing is three or more, right? So I have no idea. Is there, is there a proper definition? I, I think so. Uh, serial killers cannot be defined as a serial killer in my book if it all if it happens all at uh, one time. So, like a um, they call that spree shooting. killer, a spree killer, like That's a mass a spree shooting. killer. Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, according to the FBI, killer. serial killing means a series of three or more killings, uh, not less than one of which was committed within the United States. So, there you go. Not useless trivia. Important to know. And then ask your asking the question: Why does the newspaper not address the murderer of the Muslims as a serial killer? Boy, has that story vanished! Oh, just- where's it been? Where's it been? Well, I guess we could, if we if we want to talk about our own community, then we're fine. Yeah, we can talk about it. Father Steve Rosera. Let's continue with his little uh, <clears throat> background here. <laughs> no pun intended. Don't refer to Steve Rosera and then talk about it back. <laughs> Feel the need for some time to discern his vocation, for further and wanting to make certain of God's call for him, because he wasn't doing God's call. He was, he was a gentleman caller of other gentlemen. He decided to take some time away. You guys going? Hey, Dowd, uh, uh, pick it up there with uh, some stuff. I'll be back in like one minute. Oh, no worries. 
Thanks for joining us here on the Rock of Talk, ladies and gentlemen, at 1600 AM in the greater Albuquerque area. Hey, you know, folks, what you okay, want to do back. probably uh, sometime tonight, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, check out rockoftalk.chat. There's a brand new piece that went up there on one of the best economic development prospects our state's ever had and how the political establishment here is trying to strangle it. Ooh, that the whole tech? Yes. There it is. Dow, uh, Dow, uh, nailing it again. All right, uh, continue with uh, Steve Rosero. Feeling the need for some time to discern his vocation further and wanting to make certain of God's call for him, he decided to take some time away from the active ministry, working with National Catholic Educational Association in D.C., and then transitioning to the business world, becoming involved in the early days in the dot-com boom in internet banking with Wells Fargo. This man was hired in the Catholic community, folks, Okay, at St. Mary's, where St. Pete Domenici went to school, right? There worked for a number of years as a systems engineer, MCSE certification. Um, I guarantee you it's a paper one. Father Steve renewed his commitment to serve as a priest and was accepted by the Archbishop Wester back into the active ministry. He's a terrible man. Father Steve sees his time away from the ordained ministry to have been years of tremendous personal growth. So here's where it's all, here's where he's hiding, okay? All of the things that he's addressing and you never address it if you don't explicitly state it, okay? That's, that's the strange part here. And this guy is lurking in the midst, uh, serving, I believe, uh, pastor of Immaculate Conception Church. You're, you're welcome to call Steve directly if you want. There's uh, S. Rosera at ICCABQ.org. Uh, he's got a very convincing father. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to five sec- seconds of him. He's as disgusting as Father Chavez is, okay? And we've, we've already got Father Chavez gone. He ain't going to be going back. You saw what he was doing, all the filth, and he continued to attack me. He continued to attack people. And guess what? Father Chavez is gone oh, shame. from St. Therese. Because you messed with the wrong people, Father Chavez. And who are the people? The people in your community that you were supposed to be serving. Instead, you got political. This is another man that needs to be removed from the Archdiocese of Santa Fe. If it's worth its salt. I don't think it is. Is the Catholic Church worth saving as an institution? I'd like to think it is. But I, I, I wouldn't, I, at this point, I would not say that Immaculate Conception, I would not say that St. Mary's is worth saving. If you're willing to have this man in your midst, a gay priest who was married, in my opinion, and you send your kids there, you are indulging that, you are enabling that, you are saying being gay as a priest. So I just explained the whole thing to my, my, my kids. It's like, well, how, how, does he, how does he do that if he's married to God? You, you love God. That's my children's proper understanding of a Catholic upbringing. Understanding the roles of women and men. A traditional background. And even if you're not spiritual. Like we are so messed up. And the people of St. Mary's and Immaculate Conception are equally messed up. Oh, listen to the Catholic General. Steve Rosario tells me about it. No, who cares? Doesn't make you better. <laughs> Father forgives. Father Steve sees his time away from the ordained ministry to have been years of tremendous personal growth. I bet. But he saw a lot of growth. 
and growth in his understanding and appreciation of the need for all. Uh, Father Rosario, you're welcome to call 550-5500, And we can ask you, you know, let's do a group interview. All of us to share our gifts and talents for the building up of God's kingdom. However, and whenever we are called, I bet, remember the advocacy for the uh, homosexual uh, community in the Catholic church. I read that to you. I'm going to read it again. Father Steve and his two parakeets, Lola and Marcy, joined the ICC parish staff on January 20th. Apparently, he divides his time between IC parish as a parochial vicar and the Archdiocesan Tribunal, where he works as a judge and defender of the bond. Father Steve was appointed parish administrator of the Immaculate Conception Parish. The appointment takes effect June 30th, 2021. Now, just in case... Oh, wow. Oh, good. That's good. The lady uh, who called in all her testimony, she's thanking us, uh, and she really felt like getting all of that off of her that she's been carrying around and feeling like she, you know, because she's sort of straddling the fence, you know. She's got a, a gay brother who's now an ex who's like, ex is his, you know, however he wants to be addressed. <laughs> Cheyenne! I'm Cheyenne now. You will address me as Cheyenne. Like, don't do people ever grow up? Yeah. Okay. So here we go. This is, um, I got to get to the top. So all this stuff was sent to me by people in the parish. So it's not like this is my, and I'm, I'm doing a hit piece. Uh, all I had to do was listen as I often do to people and they send me stuff and it's pretty cool. So, uh, yes, he's in charge of annulments. <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, please don't text me while I'm uh, trying to uh, do this. I have to go back to my part and then it takes a long time. So, okay. So, uh, one of the great things that you can do is you can go and look at people's backgrounds and here he is. There's, uh, Rosera in his, uh, shirt and they, all their stuff independent is what it says is a picture that he has of him. And then you look, you can see where he, he lives, where he's been and there it is. In Diamond Heights, apartment 111, San Francisco, California, from 2013 through 2019. Okay. I'm like, okay, well, this is verifiable. So I'll look into this. And then you go back. He's like, oh, Washington. Oh, that makes sense. He also lived in 1990 on 16th Street in San Francisco, California, as well. Right. Okay. And then we see all the stuff. And it's all referenced. I'm like, okay, I checked this out. This works. Okay. Okay. And then he's in San Francisco again in 2003. Oh, every time's an apartment, wherever he's at. Okay. And so the people came, like one or the other, lived in Phoenix, uh, lived in Arc Delphia, Arkansas, Twin Rivers, wherever that's at. Okay. So we have all this stuff. So then I go and I look and I reference um, who his connections are. So this is the part kind of where it gets scary. So the uh, internet uh, plus all your associations have an, an interesting way of sort of following you around. So if you don't have some sort of you know ID thing that removes all your background, you can look up all this stuff on virtually anybody unless you decided to go ahead and sort of clean this up, okay? And so I'm like, okay, he's he's acquainted uh, with the guy, but yeah. All right, I'm on the air, I'm on the air. Hold on. Dad, give me two seconds. I'll, I'll be back in, I'll be back in one minute. Uh, yeah, following up, folks, on the piece today at uh, rockoftalk.chat, 
How does uh, maybe uh, <clears> 100 new jobs down in the southeast, the southeast corner of the state sound? How does uh, 100 new jobs at a new manufacturing facility somewhere in New Mexico sound? Well, that's what we're looking at with the Holtec proposal, the Holtec proposal for uh, temporary storage of uh, spent nuclear fuel down there in Lee County. Uh, this stuff is about the most boring stuff on Earth. It's a, They're called fuel assemblies. They come out of a nuclear power reactor. They put them in a big metal steel cask concrete thing and then they just lower it right into the sand and uh you get the benefit of that ladies and gentlemen you and i get the benefit of that in the form of jobs and tax <laughs> revenue here in new mexico and uh it was my great displeasure well let me just give you the, the numbers three billion dollar capital investment here in new mexico 100 temporary construction jobs uh, jobs 100 permanent operational jobs and possibly as many as 200 jobs at the manufacturing facility great news great news great news unfortunately i had to listen to a recent webcast of a hearing in which the democrats on a at a, at a hearing a uh, a legislative hearing uh, did nothing but uh, badmouth this proposal and uh talk about how we're all going to die from it uh it is greatly greatly discouraging and um i've been a backer of this project for a while we had good news this summer we've made a major step forward on the regulatory path to having this facility constructed here in New Mexico. Go to Rock of Talk. We'll hear some, you will read some interesting quotes from Bill Souls, possibly the dumbest man in the state Senate. I used to think that Miguel Garcia, and he might still be the worst person in the roundhouse, but Miguel Garcia is in the house. Uh, I think it's, uh, oh, what was her name? The, the one who was, the woman who was running this, uh, Deborah Serena. She might be my new worst person uh, in the house. Bill Souls, I, I always said Bill O'Neill was the dumbest, worst human being in the state Senate. I'm thinking Bill Souls might be the dumbest, worst person in the Senate. But Eddie, after watching this hearing, I got my eye on Harold Pope. Uh, he's useless. <laughs> oh, wait, and... you cannot say that about black people. No, I, I, I'm, I'm automatic. I'm, I'm you, you're a racist. You are I'm, a racist. I'm, I'm racist. Oh, yeah, I, I got, guy, I got, I got my... He's the dumbest? Uh, Come on. I, uh, Bill O'Neill and Bill Souls were, were tied for the worst of the worst. But after this hearing, folks, I have my eye on Harold Pope, Nancy Rodriguez, and Shannon Pinto. I think if you put all of their IQs together, you probably <laughs> wouldn't get triple digits. But um, anyway, rockoftalk.chat, check it out. Harold Pope, let me look up Harold. Didn't uh, did he say something about making history or something? Uh, he is the first uh, black American elected to the New Mexico State Senate, yes. Oh. And he good. never tires of telling, reminding you that, yes. Oh, that's good. Uh, he's a U.S. Air Force, but he's, oh, on yeah? the, he's on the other side of the aisle. He said, I don't know what it's like to be a black person. I'm Mr. Black People. 4.6%. Gotta love Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. <clears throat> okay, so I went through this guy's background. You start pulling up, and we're, again, we're talking about uh, Father Steve Rosera, R-O-S-E-R-A, at the Immaculate Conception. Um, you have hired him, folks. You Catholics over there have hired this man who is a gay man who has been married and he served underneath a guy by the name of Sabine Griego. Griego! Who's dead. Good. Hope he's living a horrible, hellish afterlife. Um, a, a former Catholic priest accused of committing heinous sexual acts against children in New Mexico decades ago has died just weeks before he was to go to trial for the first degree sexual abuse of a girl at the Queen of Heaven grade school in Albuquerque. Oh, Lord. Right yeah, before no, trial. Well, of course. Of course. 
convenient checkout there. Oh yeah, that's all right. He, he met Satan. He's hanging out with Satan now. So he can you know molest all him. They, they, no, he could be molested now. His death last week in northern New Mexico, where he had been released on his personal recognizance pending trial, was confirmed by the state attorney's general office on Monday. <clears throat> the pending criminal prosecution by A.G. Hector Balderas' office was expected to cap decades of civil allegations by more than, <clears throat> this is unspeakable, 38 people. Now, you know what I've lived through. And after sharing what I shared yesterday and knowing the personal hell that people, 30, 38 people have to live through, like now you know I'm upset. Both men and women... He abused both men and women who said they had been sexually abused by Griego as children and minors. His trial was to begin November 16th. He died on October 5th. We are disappointed that the survivors of his abuse will not get their day in court. They're probably drug abusers, alcohol abusers. They probably uh, have not dealt with it uh, as, as much. It's probably created problems in their relationships, in their life, with trust, uh, with authority, with everything. Everything. F for life. The abuse, the abuse continues. And may this man rot in hell. We're disappointed that they will not get their day in court, said AG Chief Counsel Matt Baca. To the end, look at that disgusting man. Look at that gross. I mean, no wonder he had to be a pedophile. To the end, Sabine Griego, 82, who was living with relatives pending trial in Albuquerque, denied the allegations of child sexual abuse. How do you deny 38 people? The whole game, what do you think they're all just <laughs> they're all lying <laughs> they're all liars really all deny the allegations of child sexual abuse including those in the criminal case his attorney didn't return a phone call on monday sabine griego dodged prison said albuquerque attorney brad hall but i am being i am hearing from many of our clients that are his victims or the victims of other priests upon the news of his death that they are extremely emotional and deeply wounded that is that it is they who remain in prison every day um, that's right, too. That is absolutely right. Every day you relive it in one form or another. Okay. Suffering from the murder of their souls and the utter devastation of childhood when rapes by priests who got away with it. Paul's office has represented more than 18 victims who have filed claims against Griego. I hope it bankrupts the church. I really do. Griego hadn't practiced as a priest since the 1990s. Then Archbishop of Santa Fe, Michael Sheehan, in a 2004 letter marked confidential, asked the Vatican to strip Grego of his priestly authority and duties, noting the volume and heinous nature of the accusations against him. Particularly abhorrent is the case of a female victim who was nine in 1990 at the time of the alleged abuse. Sheehan wrote, she indicated that she endured vaginal, oral, and anal sex. The abuse occurred over a period of two years. Court records alleged beginning about 1988 when she was seven. After years, years after Sheehan's letter contacted by AG investigators, the same victim confirmed she was the female victim he wrote about. <clears throat> the criminal charges that resulted against Griego in early 2019 included eight counts of first-degree criminal sexual penetration. During one rape, court records state, Griego allegedly slammed her face onto a table, breaking her nose. Griego was born in La Madera, Wherever that's at, is alleged to have begun molesting children in New Mexico soon after his ordination as a priest in the mid 1960s. He's one of the few priests among the 79 clergy members identified as credibly accused. 79. 79 priests 
folks credibly accused by the Archdiocese of Santa Fe to have faced criminal prosecutors. 79. That's not a number you hear tossed around. 79 priests. All right. Now, what does any of this have to do with Steve Rosera? Well, because I went and looked in Steve Rosera's background, and guess who is directly connected to the aforementioned Sabine Griego? Yes, folks, Father Steve Rosero, now of Immaculate Conception. A direct connection, both on his background search, and in addition to that, let's not uh, journey too far on that, Father Steve Rosero worked under Sabine Griego. So let's learn a little bit more about all of this because I think it's important that we know who we have in our churches. I mean, if you can't fix this country, you can't fix that. Certainly you could fix your churches, right? Has any of this stuff come out? Is anybody talking about this? Okay. And here it is. This is Sabine J. Griego, 83, 154 Montezuma, New Mexico. And there is all of the information right there. He died in 2020. This is a direct connect uh, using something called Bin Verified. Bin Verified. I have all the screenshots and everything that is there. Now, if the Albuquerque Journal, if Channel 4, 7, or 13, or any of these people were doing the work that needs to be done, and it's not, you know, we don't need to save the Catholic Church. We don't need but does anybody really want to go to the Immaculate Conception knowing what I'm just telling you right now? Are you going to get the word out to the rest of your parishioners? Am I going to hear directly from you and say, hey, you know what? We forced Father Steve Rosera out. But you know what? I don't see that happening. Because churchmilitant.com, U.S. Catholic bishops attend conference promoting same-sex marriage. Guess who's at the front of that? Your Archbishop, your Archbishop, Wester, churchmilitant.com, U.S. Catholic, Catholics for Marriage Equality, God is Love. Look at the sick place we live in. In the case of a priest who has attempted marriage, although he is not excommunicated, by the way, Steve Rosero was married, he is automatically barred from exercising ministry. His bishop or as the Holy See would have to lift the suspension. Guess what happened? Wester lifted his suspension. This dated October the 11th. This went out from Father Steve Rosera to his parishioners after that meeting. Listen to this. Regarding natural coming out day, that literally to the parishioners, I have it right here. Why would anybody waste a tremendous amount of time to make something like this up? <sighs> Dear Immaculate Conception parishioners, some of you might be aware, in addition to being Indigenous Peoples Day, formerly referred to as Cumulus Day, he's even bashing the expansion of the church in the new world. The very reason why we can trace our history and why we are here is because we are Catholics. You guys should be protesting in front of Immaculate Conception Church until that man is out of there. But will you do it? No, you'll be fine. Eddie's a hateful person. 
I know a lot of secrets within the church. None of them have ever come out of my lips. Because I'm something called a Knight of Columbus. An organization, a third degree knight, works to take care of people within its church. Now, I'm not an active member. I don't attend meetings, and you know I've sort of been disconnected from my church, the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. But if this came out from our priests, and I can tell you I love my father. Okay. Well, of course, my dad, but my father, Father Juan Mendez, who is just a tremendous person. Cuban, graduated from here, had a great ministry, is going to get a green thumb. He is just... He is a wonderful human being. Okay? I'm, my family has the highest regard for him. They would have never handed out crap like this. Dear Immaculate Conception parishioners, some of you might be aware in addition to the being a indigenous people day, formerly referred to as Columbus Day, October 11th has since 1988 been referred to as National Coming Out Day. The day originally came out as a way to affirm people who are lesbian or gay, encouraging them to no longer hide their sexual orientation as if in a closet, but to live openly. It has since grown to include those who are bisexual. This is a Catholic priest writing this. A readmitted Catholic priest. Transgender and also support those family members and friends of someone who may be gay or lesbian. Sadly, many LGBT persons who come out of the closet are rejected by family members. Yes, they are. And friends and coworkers. Students are frequently bullied by their peers. No, we just ignore them. Period. I don't, need to, I don't feel the need to include them. They don't have a need to include me. We, we've inclus, we've, we, we have inclusive coming out of our ears. And for what? What has it got us? How has it helped this society? What has it done to further, to advance this society? We're cratering. This is failure at the highest levels. And you enabled it. That's what's going to happen right down to your church at St. Mary's. And I'm going to sit here and tell you, I told you so. <clears throat> Frequently bullied by their peers, and this bullying is often still tolerated by teachers and administrators. Oh, you're going to correct it? LGBT youth are four times more likely in straight, blah, 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 to consider or attempt suicide, largely because of the rejection and or bullying that they endure. No, has nothing to do with that. That's the fact that they don't have a strong identity. I just went through the entire profile of a person who went through a conversion, doesn't care enough about anybody else, and most of all, doesn't care enough about themselves, never found themselves, never became themselves because they didn't have a strong father figure, alcoholic and absentia father. And that's what you get as a result. Same thing when it comes to being high all the time. If you're a parent and you're high, you're not a parent. Continue. Our Catholic Church is beginning to take a more compassionate and pastoral approach to ministering to the members of the LGBTQ community. <sighs> Pope Francis has been clear on the church's teaching regarding the sacrament of matrimony. This is a guy who is married to a gay man. That is the sacrament between one man and one woman. He has also encouraged love and respect and compassion for gays and lesbians. Why? They're not part of the church, bro. Do you have a Bible in your church? Do you read from it? Do I cover some of the verses that are here again? Speaking about gay people in 2013, he said, the key for the church is to welcome, not exclude, and show mercy, not condemnation. When a gay person goes to your church, it's going to invalidate everything about them, right? So what is he going to do? 
he or she or it, I guess now in the case of Cheyenne, going to do. They're going to call it unjust. And then we already see the attack that's coming from the government, <clears throat> which is to re re revoke their tax-exempt status if they will not recognize LGBTQ. They don't need to. Is the LGBTQ uh, recognizing churches? Is it recognizing Christianity? No, no. Not recognizing any of that. There's no reason for them to uh, recognize each other. This is what happens when you get down the slippery slope. You start letting certain things happen, and eventually it ends up at this. I'm sure your dad's enjoying today's show, by the way, Dad. My father is um, loving every second. <laughs> yeah. Speaking about gay people, he said that the key is for the church to welcome, not exclude, show mercy, not condemnation. July of that, July of that year, if someone is gay and searching for the Lord, <laughs> no, you're not searching for the Lord. You're searching for another, you know what? <clears throat> They're not searching for the Lord. And as goodwill, then who am I to judge him? The Catechism of the Catholic Church explains this in a beautiful way, saying no one should mar marginalize these people for this, uh, and they must be integrated in society. What kind of society? And for what reason? No one's trying to marginalize them. They're marginalizing themselves if they feel marginalized. I mean, I don't know who I'm holding the door open for, who I'm being nice to, or I'm letting in, pass me on the left or the right, or whatever. Being cordial, you're cordial with everybody, regardless of religion, race, whatever. You don't care. You don't care. We function, we have money, we go to stores, we get up, we go to sleep. There's rules, there's laws. And now it's just like, we'll destroy your institution if you don't accept and recognize what we are. No, I don't have to. Because of my very, my very existence in this institution should validate what I see as my worldview. I'm looking for solace. I'm looking for compassion for my family and my children in spiritual leadership. And if you continue to do this, Catholic Church, you will be done. If you don't have the courage to stand up in your own family, like the one caller did, then I can tell you right now, it's never going to happen. It is never going to happen. Not in your church, not anywhere else. It's hard enough for you guys to, to, to do that. You're like, well, I, you know what? He's gay. I don't want to hang out with him. Fine. That's your choice. He's gay and he doesn't want you to invalidate him. So there's no reason for you guys. You guys don't recognize each other. If you're totally fine with it, you don't care. It's like, yeah, I don't really care what he does. What, what, fine. I don't want to hear about it. And I don't want you telling my kid about the fact that, oh, well, he got married to so-and-so. I don't want you to tell him that. I don't recognize your marriage. Was I there? Sorry, bro. Don't work for me. So why is the church suddenly trying to recognize homosexual marriages? It makes no sense to me. Is it just the evolution of things or the degradation of things? I mean, I, I can continue, continue to go on and tell you about what's going to happen. We'll, we'll have to hear from a caller. Hopefully somebody wants to argue today. Oh, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey. Um, hey. I just. I mean, I know that Hi. that as a Catholic, you know, or former practicing Catholic, mm -hmm. the teachings of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. are to turn the other cheek and just to love and love and love without any expectation. And well, so you're a former, totally for, for you throw, to be a former practice, I'm so glad you came out 
and you're coming out on the radio. At least you have this idea about who you are, but I guarantee you haven't found it. And since you don't practice, don't try to teach me about what Jesus Christ teaches. So I'm an Old Testament Catholic. We'll call it at that. And your way of life, in my opinion, is something that should be doesn't need to be validated in my church. Thanks so much for calling. 550 5500. I mean, just seriously, I could do an audible list too. And we can make this stuff up all day long. You can make up, design your life because you, you know, you got, you don't need to justify my existence. No, we really don't. I don't know why you need to be validated if you're so comfortable with it. I don't know why you need to march up and down the streets and have pride day. I don't know why you need to go ahead and, you know, take over soccer teams. Or do I don't know what the need, what is driving that? The acting out part. And then going back and, and acting like you're a part of that community when you're actually actively destroying it. Steve. Do you attend St. Mary's? That's on you. You want to continue to go there for the gay priest? Go ahead. Go ask him. Go ask him to his face. Love it. I got all the background right here. So I'm waiting to hear from you, Steve. 550, 5500. All right, let's continue with more of, uh, I got I got to continue to read this. Uh, Dowd, you can go ahead uh, as I get back. Do you have anything? Well, Eddie, to- I just, you know, uh, thinking my old Catholic training, it, it seems like the church has given, or at least, you know, significant elements within the church have give, has given up on the, uh, the concept of love the sinner, hate the sin. I mean, I, I, you can pray for the souls of people who are engaged in morally objectionable behavior. You can administer counseling and try to help people who are engaged in morally objectionable behavior at the same time that you condemn the, the behavior itself. That's not an encouragement of violence against these people. That's an attempt to sort of bring them back to the flock. That's how it was taught to me. Uh, it seems now that significant voices in the church are becoming activists for just yes. th- throwing out the concept that this is morally objectionable behavior. I mean, Absolutely. you guys have gone over the wall and, you know, the more you, okay, you can say, oh, Dowd's old, devout, 80-year-old Catholic father, you're turning him off. I think you're turning off more than older generations. You're also turning off young people who are looking for moral direction. And you know what? If you don't like it, then go join another church or don't believe in anything at all. But you can't really retain the core of the Catholic moral teaching and then just start backsliding on all these things. It just seems very bizarre to me. Yeah, it is. That's a good way to characterize it. It's bizarre. You're weird. You're weird for trying to change the institution has already said, we're not going to normalize your behavior so that you feel better. It's just not going to happen, ever. In September 2020, Pope Francis told some 40 Italian priests, uh, parents of LGBT children, (laughs) children are not sexual. Please stop. (laughs) Oh, God, this is just disgusting. And and this went out to the, uh, now, I've got lots more here. Father Richard Rohr says Archbishop Wester is his quote-unquote pro- protector. Love to play that video about a gay priest and how hits Archbishop here. This is the oldest place. I mean, I told you, know, Satan is actively involved in running the Archdiocese. There it is, Archbishop Wester. Report of the Archdiocese of San Francisco. Steve Rosero was a member of the Most Holy Redeemer Parish. Here it is. Okay, like This is from a direct parishioner. The two US, US, two U.S. bishops back pro-LGBT campaign calling for acceptance of men who claim to be female. Guess who's there? 
Archbishop Wester. I've got all this stuff. Should I, should I include that in a blast? So you guys, will you, will you guys use it? Will you sign up and, and actually get this information out there? FaithfulShepherds.com, Archbishop John C. Wester. U.S. Archbishop hosts conference put on by pro-homosexual priests. LifeSiteNews.com. Here we go. Alex J. Pex versus Steve E. Rosera on 5-5-16. A. Ellen Pex filed a family domestic partnership dissolution divorce against Steve E. Rosera, the priest, folks, at St. Mary's Church. Remember, uh, Father Rosera, uh, suicide, you'll definitely go to hell. So you might want to figure out a way to correct this. Don't check out. That's the coward's way. You're getting called out. Case number ending in 5749, uh, Family Domestic Partnership Dissolution. San Francisco County Superior Courts, doubt. <laughs> His husband divorced him. What does he get? He gets to hang out with his two parakeets and basically act a charade entire of a front, entire, an entire parish, one of the most best-looking churches that there is. Like, where, where is that okay? Oh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's where that's okay. Would you like more? Would you like to hear more here? Register of actions. See? Complied with case resolution, declaration for default or uncontested judgment. Uh, so he divorced, uh, looks like 2017. Petition for dilution, domestic partnership filed as respondent Rosera. Summons issued and filed in, okay. So yeah, 227-2017. Off calendar, complied with case resolution, so divorce. So there it is, your San Francisco gay priest here. Oh, that's just good. That's just good that you're hearing about that. I was like, hey, the Catholic Church has a gay priest. And here it is. Eliminates right of same-sex couples to marry initiative constitutional amendment. Uh, no on 8 Equality California. Steve Wells, analyst, PC Land analyst, San Francisco. So he, he, he got to do his IT stuff. And then Wester says, well, that's okay. I know you like, I know you like gays and you're hanging out with Sabian Griego. Uh, but uh, you can go run the uh, Catholic Church and teach for us. There it is. I feel like Obama. Right? He drops his, drops his, uh, you know, phone because it's so hot. You don't want to look at it anymore. It's a hard thing for me, folks. It is. There's a. It's a very personal thing as well. And I hope that you do something about it. I. I don't. I don't have any hope in the people of St. Mary's Church. I don't have any hope in the people of, of the Immaculate Conception or St. Mary's School. I mean, he's literally on the the the, the website. Home. Let me go to home. St. Mary's Catholic School. Not so Catholic. And look, the beautiful kids in the front. Look, just, oh, Sandia Resort and Casino. Got to do that. <laughs> Got to have, he's not going to get employment, COVID-19. Oh, look, mission statement. Uh, St. Mary's Catholic School, a dual language community, embraces the gospel. Man, they really embrace the gospel? <laughs> no, no church embraces the gospel quite like St. Mary's, right? By enriching, you know, uh, Pete Domenici, is uh, rolling in his grave right now as I'm reading this. Hi, Nancy. By enriching the world through Catholic teachings. Is that Catholic teachings? His husband divorced him. 
Christian leadership and service, academic excellence. Oh, virtue. There's a tab here, Dowd, for uh, virtues. Prudence, justice, fortitude, temperance, faith, hope, and charity slash love. Charity slash, why is it charity slash love? Those are two different things. <laughs> Archdiocese school's mission, fostering the unique gifts of each child and preparing students for leadership in school, church, and global community. So there it is, all the stuff. Extracurricular activities. Will I find Steve Rosera in here? Probably. <laughs> anyway, it's not a um, laughing matter, but it is because it's sort of absurd knowing that you won't do anything about it. That's that. That's the part. Here's the community launch athletics, sacramental program, admissions. There it is. All right, get rid of them, guys. That's uh, you guys got your. You guys got your marching orders, you parishioners over at uh, St. Mary's. Let's see what you guys do. You guys were, you did good job. Good job on getting rid of Steve, uh, excuse me, Father Chavez. And now you have to work on getting rid of that filth. Okay. Connected to Sabine Griego and go get rid of him. Okay. Do that for me. And then I'll, I'll, I'll compliment you and your church. 550, 50, 500. That's 550-5500. Uh, let's see. So sad, I went to a church in Millbrook, New York, which was called the Federated Church. It was Dutch Reformed Methodist, and Quakers Andrew Cargany helped start the church. All people were so sad what happened to Christianity. Yeah, there is no Christianity. There it is. Um, I was angry when the non-essential were told to stay home. I received a letter from the state stating that I was essential. Now I know who the non-essential people are. They smoke pot and will not work, even when offered $15 and, and up an hour, but won't do it. Um, all right, we'll leave it there. Dad, what else? What else you got? You know, Eddie, I think you're. I'm maxed out. So. No, I know. I I think you're you're, and I don't want to trivialize this by mentioning uh, institutions that haven't been around for two thousand years, like the Catholic Church. I mean, whatever you think about the Catholic Church, and and it took me uh, eighteen years to grow up to learn that there were people who actually weren't a weren't Catholic and B some people don't like Catholics. Uh, I, I learned those two hard truths when I was nearly a, nearly a legal adult. I, I was raised in a very cloistered, sheltered Catholic community, but uh, again, going up to the orbital velocity here, the, the corruption of institutions and in society that really kind of held us, you know, held the wolf at the, at the door, uh, and bound us together and called us to a higher being rather than sort of always giving into our base instincts and grabbing what we can. And it's all about me. Look out for number one. Uh, screw the other guy before he screws you. It, the fraying of these institutions and uh, it, 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 the Catholic Church, I would say, is one of the most bastardized institutions of the last 50 or 100 years. You can pick whatever time frame you want of that. But, um, you know, for a researcher like me, I go to media sources now or, or someone sends me something and I just know they're not credible anymore, that they are, they have allowed themselves to be corrupted and become ideologues rather than pursuing truth. And again, that's a much more trivial uh, uh, way of describing this problem than a 2000 year old religion, uh, an a global institutions like, the, like the Catholic church. But uh, it is a dark era when institutions that once demanded the best from us and pointed a way toward the best, whether you agreed with them on every moral or ethical principle or not, at least they laid down a standard by which they would judge people and they expected people to aspire to uh, in, in all levels, in, in government and in education and in, in our religious faiths. Um, 
that has frayed Eddie to a terrible, terrible degree. And I, it gives me no pleasure as a 50 year old person who I guess I'm can't say I'm not in middle age anymore. I may not be a senior citizen, but uh, mm. it is a, it is a dark time. And I think what Eddie's describing as, as a, uh, some people call themselves recovering Catholics. Uh, let's say I'm a former Catholic. Uh, it gives me zero pleasure, zero, zero, zero pleasure to, to to see what is happening to this church. Because frankly, a lot of people at St. Catherine's Parish in Broadbrook, Connecticut, uh, whether it was the old Polish immigrant who was always giving me copies of the Bible, uh, you know, whether it's the old ladies who would give you treats and chocolate, whether it was very good teachers at the Catholic schools I attended who you know, demanded that we make the best possible moral argument if we were in history class, if we were in religion class, you know, whatever. Uh, a tremendous amount of good has been achieved by that institution in, a, in addition to some bad that we've, we've talked about today. And to see these once great, once grand pillars of Western civilization crumble to the extent that they are, Eddie, um, makes me want to hug my golden retrievers more. Yeah. Um, churches, institutions were meant to protect, promote, and, you know, I think really you know, call the population, uh, creating a community of whoever wanted to join that community. And now we have activists who work within on destroying the community from within by rebranding it and rechoosing it, thereby the very people who felt comfortable within that community at the beginning, because they're trying to make someone who's not a part of that community more comfortable. So they were like, okay, well, what, what, what do you mean? Uh, we're gonna go ahead and just lay everything down so we can add that one or add those people you know, to our community. Why can't we just stay with our community and they can go add something else? And I think that is the mechanism we could be talking about any community. It doesn't have to be Christian or Catholic or whatever. I mean, it's just the way to work. Like people need to recognize that dynamic of changing the bottom line to inclusivity and changing the bottom line to, you know, be all things to all people ultimately will result in the destruction of that very institution, no matter what it is, you know, government, um, spiritual, uh, educational uh, or otherwise. And what's what what thing that you're saying right there is exactly that. So you can use that mechanism in, in seeing how these activists have been able to achieve their delta in whatever community that they have decided that they want to war against. They don't don't want to participate in that community. They want that community to sort of uh, they go three musketeers way, right? <laughs> all for one, one for all. I mean, it, it's not like that for them. They will change it until they get the results they see. They learn how to whine, bitch, moan, complain, uh, call injustice on. They get so good at it, they start doing it on behalf of other people. And I think you, this is why you see society becoming what it is. People don't stay in their lanes. They attempt to dissolve those institutions which negated them by changing the in institution entirely. And thus, there's no longer an institution. You see that in educational schools, institutions all the time, like Notre Dame or, um, I don't know, take a look at what Harvard has become uh, in terms of the um, hiring of uh, woke people who believe in falsities and promote them and propagandize. Uh, and what's it doing it for? Because it's driven by an agenda in an attempt to go ahead and create what diversity rather than the very best students like 
automatically you say, oh, you got into Harvard. Well, you'd immediately look at the reasons why to disqualify that person to get into Harvard. Because we know Harvard has lowered its standards. We know that Harvard will has a certain uh, way that it has to uh, address its community uh, to meet what its new standards are. And therefore, it's no longer the institution that it once was. The uh, prestige, the, the, the shine of the certificates, of the diploma from a Harvard or Yale or whatever, uh, has nowhere the uh, shine that, say, something from an institution which is known for a thing to get that very thing, which the only reason you could have qualified to get in there has nothing to do with your race, identity, background, nothing. You got in there because you got the stores, scores to qualify, regardless of race or gender or whatever it is that it gets in. I'm happy to say I've never had to use affirmative action for one thing in my life, and I've shunned it at every turn. The whole idea about affirmative action has absolutely uh, was the beginning of this slip, slippery slope for people to uh, create uh, what they thought was evening the playing field. And the, the, the fact is, is there is no evening of the playing field. You let the market do what the market is, the market for people, the market for money, the market for business, the market for radio stations, the market for anything. And people are driven towards those things because of a qualitative um, significance that makes it, it is known for that. And then once your Catholic church is no longer known for the Catholic ideals, then it ceases becoming the Catholic church. Just like the radio station, if I say, okay, well, I'm just going to appease these people. I want to make people feel more inclusive. I'm going to change my views because I want a more broader audience. I don't do that. That's your other station that decided to go ahead and do that. Okay. So if we're not committed to that, and I don't care if we're talking to five people or 5,000 people. Okay. We are doing what we're doing. Because we have a goal, which is to educate, inform, and entertain as much as we possibly can for a local audience that's hearing about things. And it's up to you to activate. I'm not an activist. I'm never going to be an activist. And I'm never going to be a politician. I submit formally this show on this day. May you keep it, September the 14th of 2022, as my firm commitment that I will never participate in politics again. I'm done. I'm done caring. I'm absolutely done. I don't think the people of Albuquerque, New Mexico deserve somebody like me. You don't. You don't deserve my hard work, my sweat, my care, any of that stuff, except for the people who decide to come in to the Kiva. Best way to support this radio station, support Dowd and support me, support the advertisers that support your listening. Thanks, everybody, as always, for tuning in. Dowd, great show. Uh, thanks for letting me ramble on on a lot of this stuff. Uh, it's uh, very important to me. Thanks for speaking out of the morality decline of the Roman Catholic Church. In fact, I'm going to read these um, I'll let you say the last few, uh, final words or the or the top five. I forgot it's about the top five. <laughs> Actually, Sorry. I've been doing too many ads this this show. I'm going to leave you the quote from the brilliant movie A Man for All Seasons. If you have anybody in your house 12 or over, rent this movie tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thomas More, played by the great Paul Schofield. When a man takes an oath, he's holding his own self in his own hands like water. And if he opens his fingers, then he needn't hope to find himself again. A man Thank for all you. seasons. Rent it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Good, good evening. Yeah, have a good night. That's really good. All right. So, uh, Eddie, thanks for speaking out on the moral uh, morality decline in the Roman Catholic Church. Ecumenical, ecumenical movement brought in the decline of the church. SGG.org may bring a light onto what has happened. Take care. Uh, P.S. An older lady I know Catholic runs around with two homosexual men. They had children and she involved herself with these two men. I tried to tell her that she is an accessory to that sin involving herself with these two men, yet this, her sister is a nun. Risen Savior Catholic Church off of Tramway. Okay, there you go. 
there's another target for you. If you want to clean up your church, or if you're okay with it, you want to change whatever, you know, God's word in the, the, the Bible, if you think that you're you're above that, then, then just let it be. Just let it sit there, okay? It's totally fine. Um, thank you. Risen Savior is going to go down in flames. Keep harboring it. I love it. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> does it part of the problem? He doesn't see that, no doubt. He literally describes the church as an institution as though it is akin to orphanage. If he doesn't believe it, why should all the other social activists put more pure view, have a more pure view than Dowd has? He disbelieves and so do they. It doesn't matter. We didn't ask him about that. He was talking about it in a functional way of uh, how a, an agency, which is purported to work a particular way, an agency, I mean, uh, a, a, a group that puts on what it's supposed to put on and its agency is you being an attendant at that. So we're talking about that. That's the agency that, that he was talking that's really crumbling. Um, so uh, listen there. <clears throat> Eddie... There is so much rot in the places in the archdiocese. Thank you for showing the truth on Rosera. I hope you guys go down there, please. Um, let's see. To paraphrase Freud, if we didn't like to kill, there wouldn't be a commandment against it. Like like Popes Gregory and Borgia. Okay. Oh, Murder Mike's here. I gotta go, go get him. Very good. Okay, we'll see you uh, bright and early tomorrow here in the Kiva.